Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the New Party Podcast, Episode 7. Episode 7. Let's go. Oh, yeah. So, we got uh, Dante uh, made, or do you want to do yours first? Let's do Burnt first. Well, just to kind of go. Because the anime one's going to be a little longer. Well, I guess a little overview of what we're doing today. A little similar to last episode. Uh, Evan recommended a, a movie for me to watch, and I finally got him to watch an anime. Yes. So. It wasn't, and it wasn't a movie. It was, it was a whole season. Yeah. Well, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I couldn't. Next episode, if we're thinking what I'm thinking, we'll do another movie. So. Oh, the yeah, bullet train. Yeah. So it'll maybe it'll be a little bit more fair, but I'd yeah. like to at least start that. At there some were only point. 24 minutes, so yeah, that wasn't. Yeah, little, yeah, it wasn't as bad. But um, the yeah. one, the one, the Crunchyroll needs to change this. Is like at the. It doesn't do like the next episode. Like mm-hmm. Netflix, once it hits the credits, it goes next episode. Yeah. Like Crunchyroll, I had to like keep pressing the fast forward thing to get it to go to the next episode. Something else I don't like that Crunchyroll does is, which you were asking me too, is like, is the show one season? They'll split the languages up. Instead of like on Netflix, they'll have, you know, you click on the episode and you go into the settings and you change the language. Crunchyroll is just season one is English, season two is Spanish or something, and it's like that. Why? Yeah. Some like I'll, I'll I know a show has a new season coming out, and I'll see it has 130 episodes. I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? It's because it's in nine different languages. Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean they they've come a long way, but they definitely have a long way to go. Yeah. No, I was worried when I saw it because I just finished the twelfth uh, episode like two hours, three hours ago. Hey, it's still fresh in the mind. Yeah. So let's let's kick it off with Burnt, and then because the anime one's probably gonna be longer. Yeah. So you recommended the movie Burnt. Uh, it is starring Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, and he is a chef essentially. He's due to I guess him kind of fucking up his past. He was a decently well-known chef, or a very well-renowned chef, I guess, well-renowned chef, and he fucked things up because yeah. he used to be into a lot of bad things, and he used to yeah. be with a lot of bad people. So the premise, the basic premise is he's trying to get his third Michelin star. So this was like the craziest thing when I first saw this movie. Mm. Michelin, the tire company, yeah. you know, yeah. they come up with the tour guide and now it's like this renowned I didn't uh, even register guide. that, yeah. Yeah, it's this renowned guide that, you know, goes one through three stars or no rating, mm. right? And it's like high-end restaurants. So if you have, there are 14 three-star restaurants in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and like there are there a million um, dollars to eat at. Yeah, no, they're <laughs> they're they're expensive. And I looked at the there's this place in French la- called French Laundry in mm-hmm. California, which I've heard of before. Um, and um, the I mean the food portions are small, but I heard it's like two three hundred dollars a plate. Jesus, hopefully that fills you up because that's yeah that's something I didn't which. I, I understand, like, the food looks aesthetic, but if you're spending, like, I, I want to be full, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think the way they do it is it's a, um, it's like a course thing. You're getting, like, five or six courses. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, have, um, I went to L.A. one time, and we went to this, like, high-end uh, Mexican restaurant, mm-hmm. and the, the food was good. But the portions are like a lot smaller. But you're paying. Like I looked at the menu, mm. and where I'm from, there's there's a lot of Mexican restaurants, and you get like a ton of food mm. for like six, seven bucks. Like which I mean, to me, that's kind of standard. Yeah, yeah. like you could especially get especially like a smaller, like not a franchise, like a, a yeah, family like owned place. Yeah, you'll get authentic. like three tacos for like th- three or four dollars, and they're piled on with meat. Mm. I go to this place. The menu. I got the uh, carne asada something. 
it was like 30 bucks mm -hmm. and like after I ate I was still hungry oh yeah but, yeah, fuck that, yeah but it was a high end restaurant you got the the kitchens in the back with like this glass wall so you could see everything mm -hmm. which I think is cool like the, I didn't see. really I didn't really notice they did that until like because we talked about Chef I believe in the last episode briefly and then now with this movie like in Chef 2 they had like the glass and you can kind of see them running around yeah. which is kind of crazy when someone loses their shit you could see that too yeah yeah <laughs> But um, yeah, so this uh, this movie actually before really one more tangent, there is a place I don't know if they're closed. They're called Cafe Pont. Mm -hmm. It's uh, I believe it's at least a two, if not a three star restaurant, over like maybe twenty minutes from here. That it must be it. All the three star restaurants are in California, New York. There's one in Chicago and then one in Washington. Okay, so then... It's like five in, like, New York. Or I think it's six in New York, five in California. Okay, so then this yeah. must be, like, a two-star, but it's, like, 200... You get courses. Yeah. But it's, like, you have to buy... Like, you have to come in a pair, and it's 100 bucks a person. And it's, like, oh, a five- geez. or six-course meal. Yeah. But, um... Anyways, um... Yeah, so the movie, Bradley Cooper. Very interesting, I guess, if you want to go into, like delve into his character I guess and what I mean he used to be a, a substance addict essentially yeah yeah he used to drink um, he worked at a two star restaurant is that yeah, what that was well he didn't he didn't work he worked under this guy uh, Pierre uh, something and um, he dated his daughter mm. but um, he was like this this well renowned chef chef in France and he learned under him then he started his own restaurant and mm. got two stars yeah but then he you know was doing drugs, all that stuff, drinking, screwed over a bunch of people, yeah. got ran out of France, mm -hmm. go, ends up in New Orleans, which, it was New Orleans, right? It was New yeah. Orleans, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, which is funny, because, uh, uh, like, um, Cajun and Creole is like, like, I think Louisiana is like French. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of yeah. interesting, that's where he'd end up, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he basically um, starts doing like crappy labor to um well he's cracking up oysters essentially yeah he's shucking oysters shucking oysters yeah. and he's trying to get to a million so like that's how he gets through a sobriety he's punishing himself for his the way he acted his penance so he has this little book where he's writing every time and it's funny because at the beginning his book he enters work at like nine hundred ninety six thousand. Mm-hmm. And then he gets to a million. So I was like, he shucked 4,000 oysters like right there. I guess, yeah. Because when he left, it was still daytime. So mm -hmm. he must have been just going hard. I guess if you're close to a million, you're a fucking pro at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At that point, yeah, you know what you're doing. But yeah, I mean, that, that sounds like a pretty bad punishment. But so he, he ends up, he gets the million. You say, fuck this. Yeah, he leaves. Um, which, if you think about it, it's funny, too, is that restaurant owner had a two-star Michelin chef, mm -hmm. and he had him doing, you know, the oyster stuff. It's yeah. like you could have had him cooking. Doing, yeah. Unless he did that by choice. Yeah, yeah, true, I, well, true. Yeah, but still, yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah, I know, like you, right? Even you could have, I mean, you're in a totally different area. You could have done something else. But, yeah, I get it. It's to repent. So yeah. that makes sense. So he ends up making his way back to France, and uh, one of his, uh, what's that? It's uh, the high-end restaurants, the Mat. Matier, some the person that like pairs the wine and stuff. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he used to be that for the his two star restaurant, mm -hmm. and he his father owns a hotel, and in the hotel they have a restaurant. Mm. So he runs that. He comes back, um, 
you know, trying to work at his restaurant. He kicks him out of the hotel. and Assuming then, that he let him in after everything that happened, which yeah, is kind of funny. Yeah. And um, so he goes to like a well-renowned food blogger, the, the chef does, uh, Bradley Cooper, and he basically says, hey, come to this restaurant. Like, I guess, you know, she owed him a favor or she likes him. Well, something else, I guess, like during all of his substance problems, he kind of slept around too. Yeah. Including yeah. this like lady in her 60s. I'm yeah, like, oh, who's, okay. uh, who's a lesbian. Yeah. Remember she said. So that yeah. was a little confusing there. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. But, um, I mean, it's Bradley Cooper. Yeah, so, they, exactly. Mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> make an exception. But, um, so she's, he, tr- he convinces her to go to the guy that uh, he used to work with some um, restaurant because mm. she knows that her, he knows that her food, uh, she writes for like the paper, the food section. She's a big outreach. Yeah. So she can like ruin a, a restaurant if she gives a bad review. So she shows up, the, um, his old friend Caesar show up and starts freaking out. And then Bradley Cooper shows up to save the day. Like if you don't let me cook for you, you're fucked. Yeah. And so, uh, he lets him cook for him. They get a good review in, in the blog. And then um, he gets his father. So that was a question that I kind of had where, like, the money came from. Because obviously he did what he was supposed to do. He got good review. He, uh, you know, he cooked, essentially took over the cooking. So the reviewer, the blogger that loves his food and him, apparently, uh, gave the restaurant a good review. So when he returned to the restaurant, he was kind of doing shit. Like, yeah. ever since he left, like, things were never the same. But once he was hired back on as, like, the main chef, where... I'm a little confused about where the money came from. Yeah, so that... The... Uh, man, I wish I remembered his name. But the, the main... The, the guy who owns... A, his dad owns a hotel. Yeah. So I think his the dad son has that money. works there currently. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the fam... Like, the, the therapist he sees is the whole family's therapist. Like, they have a therapist That makes more call. sense. You know, and they, and then she explains like, if if you're gonna get financing from their family, you have to stay clean and sober. Which I mean, he did. Yeah. To be fair, yeah, it was like a weekly blood test to make sure there wasn't anything yep. in the system. Which I understood that. I was just confused as to what her connection was to the restaurant. And I, I, I get it now. So she's the she was a family's therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. It's like, why do you know all this shit? Yeah. I mean, I know it's kind of your job too, but why do you know all this shit? Yeah, so basically he needs to stay sober because, you know, the alcohol thing is what ran him out of France. Yeah. And he's in debt to these big drug dealers yeah. that, like, are hunting him once he gets back to France. They show up several times. And um, so they what, – what confused me, too, is that they started doing construction. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, is was the was it still in the hotel, or did they build a whole new the, another restaurant, or maybe they were just renovating the old restaurant? I think they just renovated the old restaurant. Okay. Yeah, that, I think yeah. So he starts being the head chef. He puts together a team. This old sous chef, and this becomes important later on. Something that I kind of like, just to interject real quick, in talking about the sous chef is, again, if movies do this right, I think it's brilliant. But if they don't, it kind of it's I don't know. I don't really like it, but. We don't know everything that's going on from the very beginning. Like, even when the sous chef, like, he knows what's going on and he's trying to avoid the sous chef, but we don't know who the fuck this dude is. So it's like there's reoccurring people from his past that show up. Yeah. And when they show up, we're seeing them for the first time, but we don't really get an introduction. We organically throughout kind of, we, it's up to us to kind of put the pieces together, if that makes sense. Well, he, so when he encounters a sous chef whose name is Michelle, I remember that. <clears throat> um, he had, he had said what, what he did because I guess okay, he was yeah. so on drugs that he didn't even remember 
because mm. he basically sees him as he's walking about and he starts ch- the sous chef his uh sous chef or past sous chef starts chasing him mm. and then they get in a fight and they they kind of calm down and he he didn't even really know what he did because he was so fucked up yeah yeah and uh he had the sous chef had opened his own restaurant he called the health inspector bradley cooper's character let off rats oh, yeah. in the in the restaurant and they shut his restaurant down. So they end up making amends because he needs a job. Right as he was going yeah, wrong. As a sous chef. So then he becomes a sous chef. He then finds a couple other cooks that he used to work with. He was he found one that was just working at like a Mediterranean food place. Mm-hmm. And I think I think uh, just when he was eating around he's like, who made this food? Yeah. Yeah, and that's where he found like the younger dude, which he ended up living with because he was homeless technically, which is yeah. kind of funny. And he has a uh, one thing you notice too is he has a big name, like and this guy that he met in the the street knew who he was. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, if you're a Michelin star chef, I, that's like best. You know, you're known as one of the best. Yeah. So two stars is pretty good, but he's going for his third. So he assembles his team. He also assembles a woman. I don't... She's Italian, maybe? Italian or Irish uh, or something? Yeah, something like that. But She's not French. Yeah, I don't know I don't know how he found her. I think that might have been one of his connections. Maybe he like he went to a restaurant that he used to work with, not for, but with. Because yeah. it seemed like he knew the owner. And yeah. The, and he's yeah. like, who cooked this food? Essentially, he's going around trying food at restaurants that he's familiar with and just kind of getting a taste for the new blood in the area, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Then he also encounters one person he used to work with over Jean Claire, who's like, he was like a well known chef in France. And so that's who Bradley Cooper and the next character, the guy who owns his own restaurant, he has three stars. Mm. So he oh, his on, rival, kind of. Yeah, his, yeah, kind of his rival. They both worked under uh, Jean Claire. Um, and he visits his restaurants restaurant, talks some shit, and then leaves. Yeah. And so. He did like weird, like. Not really 3D printed food, but like they make food in bags. Yeah, that was some well, weird that's, futuristic uh, kind of stuff. That's actually they have those at Costco. Oh, really? But yeah, you put it in a bag and it like it cooks it with the juices. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be really good. Oh. Um, I forgot what it's called, but it's like souve. I think it's souve. It's, it's different. Yeah. So they basically um, and they end up start they end up doing that. Yeah, remember? to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it gets to opening night. Uh, the turnout wasn't what he thought. His rival comes and, you know... Talk, does yeah, his thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Basically goes, oh, it's not that busy, right? Um, it doesn't go well. There's an article after this that it was, uh, didn't, wasn't... His, he had been so out of the game, mm-hmm. like when he got, went on his sobriety, uh, through his sobriety, yeah. that I guess that the way they were cooking now in France was way different. Like you Everything saw changed he, around him, yeah. The... the the cook that he was living with, he uh, he said escargot is like so. It was you know, old fashioned. He, yeah, Bradley Cooper cooked some escargot, and then his uh, the cook's girlfriend said that that's old fashioned. Like, so he's kind of battling with the way that the French cuisine has changed because mm-hmm. he wants to cook the stuff that made him the two star chef. But things are different now. Yeah. Yeah, so the opening night doesn't Because it's been, like, well. what, like, seven years? Something, it was seven, seven, at least a yeah. few years. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, when you get to a million oysters, that probably took them, like, two years at least. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so opening night doesn't go well. 
This guy loses his shit, Gordon Ramsay loses, style. Yeah, starts throwing stuff. He's blaming everyone, which I think it was just that the food, again, he, he was, um, the article that came out about it said that, you know, it was outdated France. He also French just, food. he also just kind of slapped a team together, which it was a bunch of very, uh, talented, eff- talented yeah. and efficient chefs, but it's like, you're like, okay, well, here's kind of a vague idea of what we're going to do and let's do it. Well, even the sous chef was, uh, he messed up cause he cooked that fish and it wasn't cooked all the way. Which total Gordon Ramsay vibes. Yeah. Yeah. He made him eat the fish. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, when, uh, the, again, either Italian or I think she's Italian. The, the girl, she, one of the girls he hired, um, from like a connection what we were talking about yeah. earlier where he like knew the restaurant owner anyways, which is kind of interesting too, going back when he hired this girl, he essentially got her fired. Yeah, like, because she didn't want to work for him, and then her her boss, who was friends with Bradley, fired her, but not in like a malicious way. And like he a, basically hey, you're said, late. "You're wasting your talent here. Like, you go, go go, you know, get the experience working underneath this guy. You're late for you're late or you're two minutes late, so you're fired. One of you, yeah, essentially go learn, go grow, go flourish. You're not going to really learn much here. So um, it doesn't go as well. So then the. The girl, hold on, I'm getting the names right now. Well, Elaine. Even, yeah, 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 yeah. And then Tony is the guy we were talking about earlier, the guy whose father owns a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So Elaine, she, Bradley Cooper starts yelling at her and then puts puts hands on her. Like at once he, it Yeah, closed, he gets in her face. Yeah, and he tells her to uh, fuck off. And I think that's when Bradley Cooper realized, like, I'm the problem. Yeah. Like the way he was kind talking to his head, team. Yeah. yeah. And I think he, he was just frustrated that opening night didn't go well. Um, that they were saying the food was outdated. So um, he gets Tony to get Helene back and says, like, oh, we'll double or triple your salary. Which is funny because he already said that he'd double her salary. And even she's yeah. like, well, you already doubled. He's like, well, we'll double it again. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. just throw money at the problem, essentially. Yeah. Um, well, it was she was saying, because remember when they met at Burger King, she was she was making minimum wage as a sous chef over at that other place? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. So, but, yeah, I mean... At a high-end restaurant, you, you need to pay people well because you need, like, the best of the Especially best. Especially if they're dealing with – they have a lot of stuff that's being thrown at them, and yeah. obviously expectations are very high. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty crazy the amount of, like, items that go into one dish for, for them. Like, you have eight people cooking, like, assembling one dish. And, like, the dish is tiny as well. It's very uh, intricate, but it's, like, puny. And yeah. I'm sure that thing was, like, 90 bucks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so Helene comes back because she needs the money. And um, she brings the souvet thing, mm. and like it's says, like the little the, the like the bag that kind of cooks everything yeah, together. Yeah, so you put the food in the bag with the with the spices and everything, and then you put it in the water, and the water maintains a temperature, and basically it cooks the inside of it. It it uh, sucks up the juices, and then they were gonna sear it, so just sear the the surface of the mm-hmm. the food, and so she brings the souvet thing because. He got criticized for being outdated. This is the new cuisine. And uh, he turns over a new leaf, starts being nicer, and things are going well. Then he tells the team, like, Michelin star is coming. Or Michelin's going to be coming soon, right? And they knew. They didn't know when or who, but they knew what to look out for. Yeah, so in, in order to make it fair for all the other restaurants, they do certain things. One orders a la carte, and then one orders... Uh, Something else, but they they a do just that. A wine and two waters. They do half a bottle of wine. They they order two tap waters. One comes in early, sits at the bar, 
and then they the other person comes and they they uh, they sit together. Then they place a fork on the ground. They to don't drop it. Yeah. They because they don't want anyone to hear it. They place it on the ground to see what happens. Does a waiter come and pick it up and ask them if they need a new one? Because they're they're judging it on the food and the service. Yeah. So, um, the restaurant's doing well. They're finally got it Working together. As a team. Yeah. Um, then an article an article comes out and it's favorable. They say like, oh, he's he's revamped the menu. Like he's doing real well. But he's still not satisfied. Yeah. What? Well, Oh, because, yeah, he said, they said the food was good, and he's like, no, I want it to be, like, like sex. Yeah, he wants them to, yeah, essentially, I want my food to be an orgasm, essentially. Yeah, and um, so two people show up. One person shows up at the bar, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, someone that's um, eating at the restaurant. The other shows up half an hour early. They see that there's a fork on the ground. So they think Michelin's there. Yeah. Right? So Bradley Cooper just got, he, before that, Bradley Cooper had gotten beaten up by the drug dealers in mm-hmm. the alley, and he's all banged up. And uh, the wait staff comes in and they say, they tell Tony, two people came in, one sat at the bar for 30 minutes, and then a fork was on the ground. So they assume that this Michelin's is Michelin's here. here, right? So they're cooking everything perfect. He tells everyone, cook two of everything because it needs to be perfect. Yeah. So he gets everything out. Um, his sous chef makes the sauce for the... Whatever they're eating. Sea bass or something. Yeah, it was yeah. like a fish. And <clears throat> they get it all together. He's tasting everything, but he doesn't taste the sous chef's thing. Because that's a sous chef. Him. He trusts him. And this is the sous chef that he screwed over his restaurant. Released right? the rats in. Yeah, released the rats, down. health inspector. The food goes out. Bradley Bradley Cooper's relaxed because everything went out real nice, like all the plates, mm-hmm. and the food comes back, and they go, "It's too spicy." And he's like, "What? The the bass sauce is too spicy." Bradley Cooper takes it, tastes it, and the sous chef comes and he has cayenne pepper on his hand. He had added cayenne pepper to the and fucked with the whole dish. Yeah, fucked the whole thing up. And he's like, "This is for France." Yeah, this is for France. And then he leaves. And Bradley Cooper kind of just laughs and realizes like he's fucked. Like, yeah, Michelin because I don't I don't know how it works. I'd imagine they they have to wait a long time to get another chance. Yeah, and they yeah. have to work their asses off to even get their attention again. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Um, I was wondering like if they called and told them like we had a chef like poison or like do something. Can we get another shot? Mm-hmm. Like come within the year or something. Yeah, they did. Maybe. Call. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and the guy did call. Yeah. Like the guy that like ma- mix and matches everything. Yeah. So okay, hold on. Cause okay, so after this, he laughs and like goes like, "Oh fuck!" Like, yeah. he, he throws his book that he's been keeping that has all like the the amount of oysters he shoved. Yeah. yeah. Throws it in the water. Shows up at his rival's. Um, hold on, let me get his name. So we is he like? Name. He's not like drunk. He's just like dazed at that point. No, no, like, he he's definitely drunk. Oh okay. Yeah. No, he's he's messed up. Actually, you know, I don't even know. Maybe he was just days. He looked like he was drunk. I think he was either drunk or he's going crazy. Probably a little bit of both. So his name, his name's Matthew. The rival. Yeah, his rival. And he shows up at his restaurant. Obnoxiously. Yeah, after it's closed. And I, I think he's drunk. He was acting like crazy. Mm. He takes one of the souffets. He's like just acting an ass. Uh, Matthew tells everyone to leave. And he kind of... Uh, he um, 
he's, he puts one of the plastic bags, the souvet bags, over his head, like he's trying to kill himself. Yeah. Whoa, uh, Bradley Cooper is. Bradley Cooper, yeah. And then Matthew, like, wrestles with him and rips the bag off of him. And then Bradley Cooper cries, and he kind of consoles him, which was kind of, like, when I saw that, I was like, they, they hated each other before. Unless it's, like, it's just, like, a jealousy thing. Which it has yeah. to be because they used to work together. Yeah. So it has to yeah. be like a jealousy thing. And but so obviously I, there's bitter feelings for what he did to everyone too. Yeah, I think that he probably did something to him, but it's not told in the story. Yeah. Um, so he wakes up on the kitchen. Did was he at his house or was he at the the chef? Was and, he did he end up at the chef's house? Because it didn't look the same. There was like a, a sink like in the middle. That or like the chef lives at both the restaurant or something, I'm not sure. Yeah. But either way, they're in a kitchen. Yeah, so he he wakes up the next day, and that's why I think he was drunk because he kind of woke up like disoriented. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and uh, Matthew asked him what happened. He said Michelin came, and uh, Matthew goes, "Did you fuck it up?" And he goes, "Yeah, years ago." Mm -hmm. And so he goes goes back to his hotel where he's staying at. Well, before that, the... Oh, he uh, goes to the therapist. Well, even oh. before that, like, before he leaves, his rival tells him, like, you're better than me. Yeah. You're everything that I can't be, and you should be doing much better, and you could fix this, essentially. Yeah. Oh, well, he said... Because he asked him why he helped him last night. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he said, because we need you. Like, yeah. everyone needs you, because he makes everyone better. He acknowledges him as a chef, essentially. Yeah. So, he ends up... He ends up at the therapist's office, goes and talks to her, and then he goes to the hotel to change, and uh, Tony comes in, says that they called Michelin, mm -hmm. told him what happened, and they said they had they didn't have any people didn't in the area home. that yeah. night. And then they had left their business cards, or they, they called the number from the reservation, and it was two insurance salesmen. So Michelin didn't come. So it was actually a good thing because Michelle didn't if michelle would have stayed if they didn't you know he could have just done it again yeah so now he doesn't have anyone that's there to sabotage him. and he thinks that he sabotaged him yeah yeah um so things go back to normal they start working real well i think bradley cooper finally he's coming he's coming on along like he went from being like this like Hitler, like just fucking yelling at everyone, being Where's crazy. Lamb sauce? Yeah, it's like being like letting people be the head chef for the night and like do the, like switching positions, letting everyone kind of work lenient. together. Yeah, and so then they're cooking one night, and then boom, uh, the one no the 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 lady there, I think she did what Tony did at Bradley's Cooper's last restaurant, the Mar Mata Deer, <clears throat> you know, what do you they're mean? like. They're like the high-end, like, host. like The they, hostess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's called, it's called, because I guess a high-end restaurant, it'd be called, like, the Matadere or something. Something else, yeah. But they pair wines, and they do the specials. Mm -hmm. So it's more, like, than just sitting people down. Yeah. Um, she goes to this this group, or the, these two people sitting. Um, it didn't say whether they sat at the, one of them sat at the bar, mm -hmm. but, um, Oh, they ordered, <clears throat> they ordered two tap waters and a half a bo bottle of wine, and then they ordered the things that the Michelin people the were supposed to. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then someone saw them put a fork on the ground. So the first time they just saw a fork on the ground. This so, they know it's on purpose. Yeah, this one they knew that they uh, that they purposely put it on the ground. So they cook it together, and uh, well, no, Tony brings the receipt in and goes, "This is Michelin's here. They're here," and uh, he goes, "We'll just we do what we do." Like, more calm, not, like, freaking out. Like, they just... Yeah. 
they're working well together. They're a good team. They put the food out. And the movie ends with Bradley Cooper. He's hanging out out back or something. Mm. And Tony comes up and smiles at him and nods his head. Like, so basically... We he, did it, yeah. It implies he got his third star. It doesn't say explicitly, but yeah. Because yeah. there's... <clears throat> Tony wouldn't have, like, smiled if he just got two stars because he yeah. already had two stars. Yeah. So, yeah. So it ends with him getting his third star after he finally embraced the new cuisine of France mm. and he became a better team leader. Yeah. So it kind of shows like the growth of the character and then he gets the success from that growth mm -hmm. instead of, you know, pushing everyone hard and being a dick. Yeah. And being stuck and like, no, we got to sell this or we got to cook things this way. I don't want to cook things in a bag. Yeah. And so yeah, it ends pretty well. Yeah. I thought I thought it was a really good movie. Mm -hmm. Um I like uh I saw that after Chef, but it's kind of like Chef, but Chef was more of a comedy. Mm. This is more of a dramatic kind of real story. I feel like, yeah, like this is more of like an underdog story kind of, and Chef is more of like a, a family-oriented. Yeah. I mean, they're both kind of coming back from losing everything, but in different, they're in, they start off at different stages of their lives. Yeah, that's a good point, too, is like both movies are, the, the Chef grows into how they should be. Like at the end of Chef, he finally wants to spend time with his kid mm. and you know, cause he used to ignore his kid and just focus on the restaurant. Yeah. And then at the end, he's have, he has his kid working. He said, he tells his kid he could work on the food truck with him. Mm. And then once he starts cooking for himself, then he gets the money to start the restaurant and tells him he could do whatever he wants. So mm -hmm. they end up, after growing, they get the thing that they're looking for. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I like the movie. I like Bradley Cooper. I didn't really know any of the other actors. Yeah, they were... Because uh, they, they probably got French actors. Which, hey, whatever. Yeah, they yeah. did. Something kind of... I don't know if Bradley Cooper already knew French or if they just taught him, but, he, I mean, he sounded pretty efficient because he spoke French, like, especially when he met, what was it, Michelle or whatever, like his the old sous chef that fucked him over. Yeah. They yeah. had a whole conversation. Obviously, it was there were subtitles, but a whole conversation in French. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. I don't well, know. I'm sure because he... He was born in America, and then he he left left everything at like a young age and went to France. I mean, in real life, like I don't know if oh, they just oh yeah, because he yeah. like seemed very comfortable with the way he was saying. Obviously, for a movie, you're going to need to, but yeah. I mean, they, they did a good job. Yeah, I mean, if you're with the movie, they're like cutting and everything, mm. so he just had maybe had like multiple takes where he said it. Like, yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, if you're an actor getting paid like $10 million, it's like, yeah, yeah, learn a little bit of French for this part or just yeah. learn the line. Yeah, yeah. So Fair enough. He may or may not have already known Fran French, but he, he sounded pretty fluent. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. I, I thought it was a good movie, too. The only thing that I'm kind of split on, which I feel like is just because of the way they kind of set the character up before, he started off the movie um, starting his redemption off with, no more drugs, no more alcohol, no more women. Yeah. Because he used to be a man whore, essentially. But he kissed, like, three people throughout the movie. One of them was Tony. One of them was Tony. Yeah. Oh, well, that's something we didn't say. Tony, the like, the coordinator, is in he's in love with Bradley Cooper. He's yeah. been in love with Bradley Cooper. Yeah. And then he gets the what I believe to be his current sous chef, the Italian girl. Uh, Helene, yeah. Helene. He gets Helene. They, I guess, are kind of together. Yeah, yeah, it which, kind of implies it. Yeah, which I get it. It's more so lighthearted when he uh, kissed, what Ben, his name was? Tony. Tony, yeah. when he kissed Tony. But uh, it's 
Who's the Who's the other person? You said he kissed three, or two people. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, it might have been like uh, like a restaurant owner or something on the cheek or something. Either way, it was just I, I see what they're saying. Yeah. It was it was kind of like not the best timing, I guess, because it was right after like no more women. Twenty minutes later, he's kissing on the new girl. Yeah. Technically, yeah. she kind of kissed him first, but whatever. But still, I mean, yeah, that's something else. It seems like he's able to have more so more of a, a healthier relationship, especially towards the beginning of the movie, treating her like shit. Yeah. Like he definitely has come a long way to the point where. Even when the restaurant was doing well, she wanted to have the day off to spend it with her for her daughter's birthday. And he's like, no, you're going to be here all day. Yeah. And she did it. But they they definitely came a long way. And yeah. And Bradley Cooper definitely came a long way himself. So I think the thing, too, I mean, he wasn't a dick about that. And Michelin hadn't come yet. Yeah. So I think it's like, you know, if there's a chance Michelin could come. That's true. Like, once you get the Michelin star, maybe you'll be more like, hey, you can yeah. take this day off. I feel like things, that was before he kind of chilled out with, yeah. like, completely chilled out with the team. Yeah. But I like that throughout the movie, we're slowly being reintroduced to people of his life, and we kind of learn, like, what he did and compare it to how he is now and how he's treating those people. And, uh, yeah, definitely Bradley Cooper came a long way. And, yeah, it was, it was a pretty good movie. Yeah, really good movie. Um I, I get French food is like high end, mm-hmm. but every dish I saw I was like, I don't know if I'd drink or eat that. Like it was just kind of all weird looking. It looked fancy, but yeah, that's above our class. So yeah. I guess yeah. yeah. What what do I know? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, very interesting. Like it's, some of it's like fucking alien food, but it's supposed to look fancy. It's supposed to look eccentric, and that's something that he said like. With the food they make, they don't need it to be good. They need it to be insane. Like yeah. they need the, their experience to be insane, and that includes you know just the service, the food, the atmosphere, the decor, everything. Well, what I didn't, what I don't get too with those dishes, is like they'll they'll put dots of the sauce yeah. along with garnishments, and it's like it's literally just, um, most of it's just for show. So like aesthetic. it's like all this stuff that you're not gonna eat that's yeah. on the plate. And then in the middle is like the the small piece of meat that's like the size of a thumb. Yeah, yeah. and it's nine hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Which whatever I guess if you are getting even I don't know whatever I'll take my twenty McNuggets. Okay. Yeah, it gets yeah. the job done and it's filling <laughs> and it's garbage, but that's okay. You ever see that there was a there was like this YouTube clip mm. Gordon Ramsay. Like, uh, he was cooking fresh chicken for kids, and they're like, no, we want chicken nuggets. And he's like, I'll show you what's in your fucking chicken nuggets. And he starts showing them how it's made. He's putting, like, chicken parts in a blender, blending it up, making the paste. Mm-hmm. And all the kids are like, ew. Like, well, <laughs> there you go. It's just funny because Ramsey's like, well, I'll show them what's in their fucking nuggets. Yeah, I'll show you. You say you yeah. want nuggets again in front of me. <clears throat> but, yeah, no, it was a very good movie. Very good movie, yeah seen that like four or five times oh not yet this is the fr- I, so this is a movie that I've known about but I've never seen yeah it was just one of those ones I found on Amazon and I was like okay like, yeah. give it a try I like those uh, the like all the the two chef movies I've seen I've, I liked them so I think anytime I see something like chef related I'm probably gonna yeah. take a gander definitely so, but ready yeah. for 91 days? Yes, so finally, everyone, finally I got him to watch an anime. That's, yes. that's not something that I've been, like, throwing down his throat, but I've hinted at since before we made the podcast, like, hey, maybe we can get, and this isn't really a new idea. There's, I actually got this idea from, there's a podcast I used to listen to called Rant Cafe. Yeah. And it's just, a, it's different YouTubers that kind of come together as, like, a unit to bring all their followers to, mostly like anime related stuff but in general they 
one of the things they do, they have different podcasts, and one of it's called The Anime Virgin, where they take someone that has never watched anime or has minimal experience to anime but hasn't watched and watches a show with them, and they kind of sit down and talk about the show, what they liked, what they didn't like, what they would have ex uh, expected from this kind of medium, and maybe going forward, like what things they might be into. So this is kind of something that we're doing. Yeah. I, I recommend... Uh, the, the anime is called 91 Days. Uh, I've watched a lot of anime and I've read a lot of manga, so I, I wanted to. I wanted the first thing that I recommend to him to be a little more down to earth because obviously uh, it could get pretty crazy and you could see some weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's called 91 Days. Uh, it takes place in uh, Prohibition America, I guess. It kind of bounces, I think, between like Italy and America. There yeah. are certain parts that are kind of vague, but. Uh, it's essentially like a mobster movie, but it's an anime. Yeah, and the fun, like, <clears throat> I'm, I'm not, obviously, I don't watch a lot of anime. Mm. I don't, actually, this was like the first one. I was going to say, ever. except for like yeah. when I asked you about this, like, what do you watch? It's like, well, I know Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm like, yeah, I know okay. Yu -Gi -Oh. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was funny because the, the overdubs in the English version were mm. Italian accents, but I view all anime as like, Asian characters, mm. so it was just like a trip throughout the whole movie. Like it's like these Asian people, the Italian with, accents, with Italian accents, and that's something. If we ever do this in again in the future, uh, a lot of Japanese or a lot of anime, like not all the characters are Japanese. Like there's an obsession with like Italian and European culture, even like American culture too. Yeah. So even let's say like we watched this, you watched it in English, which this is probably like my second or third time. Uh, I didn't watch the entirety of it a sec like again because obviously I didn't want to interrupt your progress on Crunchyroll but I forgot that I own it on DVD oh yeah so I just watched like the second half on DVD just to like because I I understand I remember the important plot points but obviously there's a lot of stuff go going on there's a lot of characters so that's just something I want kind of wanted to refresh my memory there was an episode 7.5 that was that it was a recap yeah. they do that sometimes I'm, I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, I thought it was just like flashbacks. And I was like, I saw all this already. I, I and then I, I saw it was 7.5 I and I was like, that. what the fuck? I should have said so. So they do that sometimes in case like people take, because the show took a break in the middle. Yeah. It was like, it, it was over two seasons, I believe. So it was the first seven episodes and they're like, well, in case it's been a while since you've watched, here's a recap. Okay, here's the other seven. Or it's oh, not okay. seven, but here's the second half essentially. Uh, but it takes place in Prohibition America, I'd imagine, because they go to, uh, they talk about Chicago and they go to Florida towards the end. But um, Angelo Lagusa is the main character's name, and he, his father worked for uh, a very important uh, like Italian mob, essentially, in their area. Mm -hmm. They're very vague about where they live, but I'm assuming if Chicago is fairly close, it has to be somewhere in like the Northeast yeah. Or somewhere on the East Coast, at least. Um, uh, he was, I believe, it said it was seven years ago, so he was probably around 13, and this family, the uh, Venetti family that his father works for, comes and essentially kills his entire family. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I th he said later it was his little brother, but it looked, I thought it was his sister. It might have just been. So something that I've noticed, or just me being a little bit of a history nut, I guess, uh, it wasn't that uncommon for people to dress up like their 
uh, like younger sons in like dresses sometimes for like family occasions for pictures. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Obviously, that's weird as fuck now for like a six year old. Mm-hmm. But that that was fairly common. So I guess that's why. Maybe obviously that and some of the characters might look a little more feminine. Like even the main character, he's very skinny. So I mean, he looked a little bit more feminine yeah. towards like at least at the beginning of the show. Anyways. Uh, Angelo, he goes by, uh, fuck, what does he go by now? Some Italian name. Yeah, uh, Avalio. Avalio, yeah. Which is funny, you're like, dude, I can't remember all these names. If you ever do this again, dude, this is nothing compared to some of the Japanese names. Yeah. Not all of them are that crazy, but yeah, you got a bunch of fucking Italian names, so, um, he, the main character, Angelo, uh, we're just gonna call him that because he goes by something else, but his name's Angelo, so, he, his family's essentially killed by the, uh, the Benetti family. And this is seven years later now, so I believe he's like 21, 2021. He gets a letter in the mail. He's just kind of coasting. He doesn't have a job. I believe he moved to Italy at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just a thief, essentially. He lives day by day, like you see later on in the show when they go he has back a bunch to his of house. Wallets. Yeah, he's just a pickpocket, essentially. And his landlord, even like, how does he have all this money when he doesn't have a job? Yeah. So he gets a letter in the mail saying, hey, uh, I know who killed your father and I know where they are. It's the Venetti family. And due to this letter, he hatches up a plan. He gets back in contact with a childhood friend that happens to be making moonshine. Again, during the prohibition, making alcohol is illegal. Yeah. Or at least like personal, like uh, I'm not sure exactly where they were in that point in time, but... It was illegal what they were doing. The moonshine they were making, you couldn't make it. Yeah. So he hatches up a plan where he's going to rekindle this friendship with someone he used to be best friends with and use the moonshine to uh, propose— get, a, get in with the family. To propose a business opportunity, essentially, to sell the moonshine to the family because apparently it's the best thing since sliced bread. Everyone yeah. is—it's called uh, La, the city Lawless, they're in. Lawless. Uh, Lawless Paradise. Paradise, yeah. It's called—the city they're in is called Lawless. And it's a lawless city called Lawless, funny yeah. enough. But, um, yeah, so he hatches this plan where he's going to meet up with his old friend. And this friend is very, his name is Corteo. He's very meek, very shy. He doesn't want anything to do with the mafia. But yeah. he's just glad to see his friend alive after all these years, and he wants to help him out. I don't know if he knows the entirety of his plan all at, like at first, I think in the first at first he he shows him the letter, or maybe mm-hmm. that was after they met with the with the family. Yeah, I don't remember. Either way, um, they meet up and they go to the family and they love it. And they go to, I believe it's two families. They're via, I guess they're having like a peace treaty with each other by the Don ma- having one of his daughters marry the other Don's son, and yeah. they go to the wedding and they're like, hey, you know, we hear you're having a wedding. You guys probably need booze. We had the best stuff in town. Yeah. And they kind of take advantage of the situation and they get under the Don's good side. And this is when we meet the Don's oldest son and the next in line, Nero, Nero Vanetti. And essentially he takes Angelo under his wing and they just he just skyrockets up the ladder. Yeah. But oh my God. Which I don't know how mm-hmm. because he messed up that hit on that one crazy dude. Oh, uh, that was Fango. that was so like I get that he had to stay alive for the the storyline, mm-hmm. but it's just like, but then later on because you, you you see that he's purposely making mistakes and then it ends up fitting. Yeah. So I wonder if he it was planned. Yeah, he planned not to actually kill him 
because then he escaped and then he was able to lure the other brother mm. to the graveyard. Yeah, well, so, yeah. backtracking a little bit, Angelo has a list of names that were there the night of the murder. And Nero's name, I don't know if his name was on there or not, but he was the only person that didn't kill him, or he didn't pull the trigger. Yeah. Nero was supposed to kill Angelo that, like, uh, seven years ago, and he never was able to pull the trigger because he was still young, new. That was his first job. That was his first yeah. job. And he's, Nero's been spending his entire life since trying to make it up to his father and be the best, pers- the best person for the mob that he could be. You know what? I was, <clears throat> I know this is later on, but you remember how... Uh, Angelo was asking Nero, was the gargoyle dude, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, was his... he there on the first job? And he said no, he was in prison. But then yeah. he was there, right? I don't think, I don't, I'm not, I don't think he was. Because remember at the end, when the car's driving, it's Vanetti and then that guy. Maybe he just got out of prison, but he was just driving them? No, no, he was in the passenger seat. But then he said he knew he was there, but you didn't shoot anyone. Well, because I thought, so there were four people there. There was the father, the Don. Mm-hmm. There was the son, Nero. There was, uh, without saying who gave him the letter, the letter owner, or the yeah. letter, the person that wrote the letter. And um, what was his name? Uh, Clemente. Clemente is, That's I believe, the other brother? one of the first people that he hit. Yeah, there was three brothers. There's Nero, there's Clemente, and there's Freight, or Freite. I think it's his name's Freight, the youngest brother. Yeah. Which we'll get into that later, but um, yeah, I don't I don't know if that guy was there because there was supposed to be four people, and I'm pretty sure those were the four people because that's why he hit the Clemente guy first mm-hmm. because he was there, and then or was it no it was uh, Serpente it was one of the two either way I don't think uh, the like the right hand man of the father was of the Don was there at that point in time. Okay. But, um, I could have swore when he had the flashback later on, he was in the passenger seat. That or he, because the, the guy you're talking about also looks like him, Sir, Sir Ponte, I think his name is, right here on the right. They look very similar, so when their faces are covered up, they have the same eye lines. Well, his face wasn't covered up. Oh, okay. In the back, there was a guy that's, whose face was covered up, but everyone else didn't have a mask on. Okay, maybe. So, and I remember Angelo saying to him, like, my beef isn't with you. You didn't shoot. You didn't fire. Shoot the gun, mm. or you didn't shoot anyone. So, I don't. Yeah, I, that was, was a lot of confusing. stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. There was again. This could have been like a few movies. It was twelve episodes. They might have been able to push it to like twenty. Yeah. Just to kind of flush everything out. But um, yeah, essentially, he, the main character, Angela, was one by one kind of picking off the people that were there that night until he's able to climb up the ranks to get close enough to the Don to take him out. Yeah. And does he do that and then some? Yeah. But before that, there's just so many twists and turns. There's another family, the Orca family, I believe. Yeah. That they're in... Isn't that the one with the son that's marrying the daughter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's the original, I guess... There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. This is it's something that obviously we're going to talk about it, the ins and outs of the show. But for any of the listeners that are out there that do watch anime or would be interested that this sounds interesting too. I de- even though we're going to talk about the ending, I definitely recommend watching it. Yeah. Because it's, again, it's, uh, in my opinion, it's a good gateway show. It's not something too eccentric. It's not really all that out there. Obviously, it's a little, little dramatized because it's anime and it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But compared to some of the stuff out there, this is pretty tame. 
Yeah. Because there's people jumping around with fucking green spiky hair and shooting laser beams and stuff. So this is pretty t- yeah. tame yeah. compared to like Dragon Ball Z, for example. Um, but yeah, there's there's so many intertwining uh, events, whether it's between like the three main families or again, the guy, the crazy guy you were talking about, Fango. He winds up taking over this guy that has a fucking screw loose. Yeah. Um, and he winds up taking over not the Orca family, but one of the three main families. There's the Venetti, there's the Orca family, and there's something else. There's another family. The Orca family is like the biggest of the three, and they're in Chicago, and then there's two more that was are. Is that in, the guy who, yeah, the guy who was the boss that kept. He had like, here, this he kept, guy right here. Yeah, he, he kept shitting on the lasagna. Yeah. Uh, Fango right there. Fango. Yeah, no, Fango. I'm talking about the old boss was the guy that was like yeah, the always critiquing the, the lasagna. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't even know where to begin with this. But whether it's the youngest brother, Freight or Frite, uh, essentially when the father, the, the Don, is sick and he's dying. And this, the youngest son winds up taking advantage of the whole family and takes over the mob. Mm-hmm. And then that pits the youngest brother and the oldest brother Nero against each other. And due to the younger brother getting way out of hand, Nero has to kill his younger brother. Mm-hmm. Whether it be that or uh, we, when we finally learn who wrote the main character of the note, I believe he goes under the name like Vuelo, but Angelo is what we're talking about. It winded up being the uncle that was so protective over the family in the first place was just lying the entire time. Yeah, he's trying to take over the, the family. family yeah. yeah, and honestly, the whole area. Yeah, yeah. But And he's working with that other family. The Orca... Or the second in charge of the one at the end. Yeah, the Orca family is the one at the end. So the well, uncle, I thought Fango took over the Orca family. And then he died. Yeah. Oh, and then so the the older guy with the, kind of like the mole on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he took over after. Correct. Okay. And yeah, this again, I'm kind of losing my train of thought because there's so much shit, especially watching like the second half today. It's just it's definitely something you have to watch. But there's many twists and turns uh, of reoccurring, I guess, quote or theme of the show is you don't really need a reason to live. You just you live. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a meaning to your life because throughout the entire show, the main character's kind of thinking to himself, like, he's, he's killing a lot of people and everyone's dying around him. He's like, is this really worth it at the end of the day? Especially, I mean, I feel like this fact really hits him when his main, char- his main friend, or his best friend, Corteo, the one that makes the moonshine, winds up killing Fango, one of the crazy guys we were talking about that was like head of one of the rival mobs and kind of fucks everything that the Venetti family has been working on. Mm-hmm. They were trying to do things slowly and stealthily and doing things their own way. And Corteo, wanting to protect the main character, Angelo, uh, essentially leaks information out to Fango and this other gang. And through that, Corteo winds up getting fucked over. Because Fango says, I'm going to call the, the family and tell them that you gave me the information. Exactly, right? and he yeah. winds up stealing Corteo's formula. He's yeah. like, well, I don't need you anymore. And it's that, that that was some crazy shit, at least to me, where Fango lets Corteo live, and he's like, get out of here. This isn't suited for you. And the one character that has not wanted to be there the entire time and hates the mob and is, seems like the most innocent character finally fucking snaps and kills one of the rival mob bosses. Well, he snapped because wasn't Fango going to tell? Well, that, yeah, but he, he also oh, yeah. stole everything from him. Yeah, Like, all true. he had was his moonshine, and he stole it. And he's like, you know what? Fuck this. And he yeah. breaks the bottle over his head, and 
beats him to death with the he phone, fuck, essentially. fucks him up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the main character, I mean, through that, uh, Corteo goes on the run. And, oh. Oops. Uh, Corteo goes on the run, and um, the, the Venetti family's after him because they, uh, Fango, or the rival boss, wasn't supposed to be killed that way. And he's on the run because, obviously, he did what he did. And the Venetti family is now turning their eyes over at Angelo because they know that Angelo and uh, Corteo are very close to one another. And it's this whole part of the story where Angelo is kind of living two different lives, where he's living his fake life already with the Venetti family, but he's as also... like a main member. Yeah, as like a main member, like one of the higher-ups. Even like when Nero is donned or what it like... Knighted essentially as like the new Don, like he's there as one of his right hand, Angelo's there as one of Nero's right hand men. They're after Corteo now, so it kind of puts him in a tough spot where it's like, well, Angelo has this thing he's trying to do, and Corteo is kind of, it's like a conflict of interest. Yeah. Because obviously, Angelo's main point or his main goal is to kill the Don and kill everyone that was there that slaughtered his family, but he also cares about Corteo and he doesn't want him to get hurt. So through this whole. Uh, intricate course of action he's able to get Corteo away from the family after he's been on the run and get him to I believe Italy where he used to live where he's safe from the family's grasp because they don't have connections over in Italy it's all like an uh, American based gangs yeah um, obviously they have blood relations to Italy but that's about it um, it's all like in the eastern coast and the we find out that the uncle of Nero which winded up being one of the people that were there that night, uh, wrote the letter to Angelo. Uh, he kind of has his pockets. He's just trying to cause chaos. He's yeah. trying to have everyone kill each other, and he's just trying to use his name to kind of throw his weight around once the dust settles and everyone else is dead. Yeah, well, he has a deal with the second in charge of the... Orca family. Orca family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You find that out later, that they have kind of a deal to get rid of the Dons and then... Um, He's gonna kind of well. You get rid of him, you get rid of the Don of the Venetti family, and out of the three families, it's just gonna be the Orca family left. So you could do whatever the fuck you want yeah. in Timbuktu, essentially, because they're kind of in a rural rural area. Yeah, lawless, like where the, the at least the majority of the story takes place. But um, the uncle winds up. Uh, I think his name is Gonzo. Yeah, Gonzo winds up calling Corteo in Italy and be like, hey. Uh, because of what you did, everyone's suspecting Angelo, and they're pretty close to finding out. There's this uh, informant, or a, a bar- it's like the chief Barbero, I think his yeah. name is, the guy with the glasses, where he, his job is essentially to be suspicious of everyone. Yeah. And due to him pulling some strings and talking to a bunch of people, he's able to find out that Angelo helped Corteo escape yeah. after everything that happened, and now all of the attention's over to him. Well, you're supposed to be a higher up of the family, why the fuck are you? Why are you mess? Like, why are you betraying us essentially by letting this guy go? Yeah, he's been leaking information about the family. Someone that you're supposed to dedicate to. What are you doing? And um, yeah, the uncle winds up calling Corteo to come back, and it just makes shit worse. Yeah, but it gets to the point where essentially Corteo is either way going to be killed. Yeah, so he basically kind of makes it happen earlier by saving uh angelo mm-hmm. he basically comes in and says like he what he did it on his own uh he leaked the information yeah. on his own accord yeah and um 
and that he wasn't at the harbor. Like, mm. he didn't get on the boat. Like, yeah. he's never been there. Kind of clears Angelo of hiding him. Mm. And then they basically make Angelo shoot him to prove his loyalty. Yeah. And, uh... Which, I mean, if he doesn't, it's gonna fuck everything he, that he's been doing so far. So yeah. He, and he, he understands... I think uh, Corteo, Corteo understands he's gonna die. He's gonna have to live in hiding for the yeah. rest of his life. So he just says, I'll sacrifice myself, so... You can continue to yeah. get done what you need to get done, essentially. And his his plan was pretty smart. Like, yeah. I knew something crazy was happening when they caught it. So basically, they were getting to the point where he the whole thing happens. Mm-hmm. So it was like a show at the opera. Um, it, there was another kind of like business venture. Like, they all put money into this opera house as like a peace offering. Yeah. Because everything, everything that we're going to talk about next, none of the Dons knew about. This yeah. is all like the Uncle Gonzo and the second hand of the Orca family, which is next in line. Yeah. But go on, sorry. So um, this is where Angelo's going to do his thing. So he goes and uh, he kills, or he's security detail. Mm-hmm. They have two guys basically that pretend to be the security guards, mm-hmm. and uh, they get the other security guards to like leave. Because both Dons are in this like... Abraham Lincoln assassination style, like, yeah. uh, like High a, up. the upper balcony seats, yeah, I guess. About, yeah. And so um, Angelo comes and kills one of the guy guarding the door. Mm. Um, Which was the gargoyle guy that Angelo was talking about before, like the right-hand man, because he was sitting there. Oh, right? I thought the gargoyle guy was uh, the uncle. No, I'm pretty sure that was okay. the, the, right, the right-hand man, yeah. That's what I was saying. I don't think oh, that guy... Oh, the uncle... Okay, so the... Angelo asked if the gargoyle guy was there. I think that he, he means said the no. right-hand man of the father. That's yeah. why I'm saying he wasn't there. Okay, the uncle was there. Yes, yes, Gonzo. yes, yes. Okay, yeah, 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 that's, yeah. I had those guys confused. Okay, yeah. Italian people, am I right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys all look the same. Yo, oh, yeah, dude, dude, I'm 20%. Stop it. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's it called? What was I saying? The, oh, the opera house. So then the guy in the glasses, they basically... Barbero, I think Barbero, his name is. They they see Angelo kill the right hand man right outside the door, and so they bring him downstairs. And to he like was suspicious him. the entire time. Yeah, yeah, he kind of had a feeling that something was off about him, and so they bring him in the basement, I guess. Yeah. And um, then Gonzo comes down because <laughs> he doesn't know that Gonzo is the one that started all of this. Yeah. So they call Gonzo. Gonzo comes down, and because they don't want to tell Nero, the guy in the the what Barbaro? Barbaro doesn't want to, doesn't want Nero to know and cause like unnecessary unnecessary like stress and chaos. Well, I don't. I think what it was is that he 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 thought he would be able to convince Nero that, you know, like out of it. Yeah. Because Nero really likes uh, Angelo. Angelo. Because I mean he's kind of like his right hand man now. Yeah. yeah. So he didn't want near his him to have a chance to talk his way out of it. Yeah. So he starts flipping out, and then he grabs a gun, and Gonzo kills him. She just shoots him right in the fucking yeah. head. Yeah. So they get Nero. Um, the jig no is up at this point. Yeah, no one's guarding the door to mm-hmm. the balcony. and Because um, the guy was killed. Yeah, the guy was killed, but they didn't, like, put someone else there. Yeah. So Gonzo kills the guy at the glasses, or Barbero. And, and he, because they have a plan, Angelo and Gonzo have a plan to basically kill the Don. Yeah. So he goes up. Um, they tell Nero, like, Gonzo kind of misleads Nero, like, There's, they're probably going to shoot from across the balcony. So you should go so, from here. Yeah. So he goes to the, to the one across, and then he's, uh, he sees Angelo. Angelo come in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, he knocks on the door. Angelo knocks on the door to tell the Don, because the Don doesn't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, um, Nero told me to get you. We need to leave. Something happened. And, and both Dons are there of the Orca family and the Venetti family. Yeah. So the Orca family, or the Don, the Don of, what's it? Uh, v- Venetti. Venetti family. I'm Italian, so I could say. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he basically says, like, hey, we're... Like he was, he didn't want to get up. He's like, like "Well, I don't, why? Why are you get, here? Get Nero, right?" Yeah. And uh, and then the Don of the Orca family goes, "Oh, come on, that's Nero's right hand. He's he trust trustworthy." Him. He opens a door. Angelo's pointing a gun at them, and uh, this was the craziest part because you yeah. think he's gonna shoot the Don. And he, the way he was saying, he's like, "I am." Uh, what was the father's name? Either way, I'm my real name's Angelo Lagusa. You killed my Testa Lagusa. Testa Lagusa. It was yeah. Angelo's father's name. It's like you killed my father seven years ago, and he the second he said that he's like I knew this day was coming. Yeah, and he closes his eyes expecting to be shot, but mm-hmm. then Angelo shoots the other Don. The Orca's Don. Yeah. Because then now it's one of the Venetti's family kills the head of the Orca family. Everything's ruined now. Yeah. The whole so, P- and, and the Orca family is much bigger than the Venetti family, so they're fucked. Yeah. So Gonzo and Gonzo and uh, the second hand of the Orca family are s- across in the other balcony. And they see it happen. They see Angelo kill the Don of the Orca family. Yeah. And they go, kill every Venetti. Right? And they and they kill Gonzo too, which is, a, yeah. he's the one he made the deal with in the first yeah. place. Yeah. And what was funny is when he was tied up, Gonzo... When he was tied up downstairs, Gonzo was like, wow, you really made a mess of things. He's like, nope, things are going according to plan. And I was yeah. like, ooh, he's about to do some crazy shit. Yeah. And so he he basically, Gonzo thought he was working with them. But obviously, even if he didn't pull the trigger, mm-hmm. it's like, you were still there. Like, yeah. you're a part of it. If you're you didn't tr- stop it. Yeah. Yeah. So he basically, his plan was to get Gonzo killed. Mm-hmm. He didn't actually want to kill the Don because he wanted him to live to see... Every, everything all that he worked thing, for. All the chaos. Like, yeah. he didn't... And he said it was like a, a fate worse than death, which, I mean, every, everyone around him died. Everything that he wor- built his life to work towards was ruined. Yeah. And the crazy part is when everyone clears out of the opera house, hmm. the, the Orca family... Dude, they have like all these guys with guns. Tommy and they're just guns? shooting across from like in the balcony. It's the craziest shit I've ever seen. Dude. Oh, yeah. And uh, um, Nero... So Angelo, did he escape or the second hand? I think the Orca or the second, I think he escaped with the Orca family because they're like, all right, either way, like, even though you didn't kill the uh, Venetti mob boss, you still kind of gave us a reason to. So we're not going to kill you right now, but we're taking you No, I thought it was the second hand guy became first in charge because he murdered him. That too. So he wanted to protect him or... Yeah, yeah. So he essentially, I think, like... For whatever reason, the main character, yeah, he was taken in by the Orca family. Yeah. And he watched the opera house essentially get fucking blown up to smithereens. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. <laughs> that's, and then, oh my God, that's so much shit. But it like, was a genius plan. Like, yeah. Unfortunately, like, he, he wanted the Don to see, like, all of the chaos, but he dies of, he's been battling cancer or something. He's, yeah, I mean, he's coughing up the Don. It looks like a lion at the end. Just yeah. Just like his hair is so long, but... Yeah, he's like coughing up blood towards the end. He's, I mean, to be fair, he didn't kill the Don, but the Don ended up dying due to stress because he was already yeah. on his, I mean, the guy was barely able to walk around with the can at that point. But he got, so I think what he got to see, because the Venetti family knew that Orca was so strong, mm-hmm. with him, with Angelo killing the Don of the Orca family, 
Don got to see like what was the fate of like everything. He's like, like, oh, well, now we're fucked. Yeah, like everything I built is gonna disappear. And then he died. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think Angelo, that was his whole point. Like I he mean, wanted to take everything from him. So mm-hmm. now, like, if you're <clears throat> the Venetti Don, you're dying. You know your son's dead. Yeah. Like they're gonna kill everyone that you know. Yeah. So, you know, I think I think what he did was pretty genius. Yeah. And then leads to. Well, Nero winds up escaping narrowly, too. Yeah. The, the son, yeah. the first son winds up escaping. And with two or three of, like, the... Not, I mean, Barbero, Barbero is dead. Croteo is dead. Uh, Angelo escaped. So it's Nero and, like, not the right-hand man, but, like, some of the other semi-higher-ups. They're able to help Nero escape. And, yeah, then the Orca, the second hand, is now like, well, I was already next up in line, but you just kind of expedited the process. So... Why don't you finish the job and kill Nero for me? Yeah, so he... Is he the one that tells Nero where Angelo is? Someone calls him and says he's at the hotel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So he goes uh, to basically kidnap Angelo, and then they kind of go on, like, a road trip. They will, They're on the run. Like, Nero knows he's dead. So yeah. they go on the run. They go to Florida. And he's... <laughs> he Nero is kind of... I mean, they have, like, a heart-to-heart, like, at the campfire, like, halfway yeah. through the trip. But, I mean, he let uh, Angelo live that night, and Angelo let Nero live because he didn't want to kill him, but he had to use him. But he's like, you didn't do anything. You were young, and you were useful, and you served your purpose, and now you get to live with what you get to live with. I don't care if I die at this point. And as again, that's Nero was kind of saying to Angelo the entire show, or for a larger portion of the show, like, you don't really need a reason to live. Yeah. And after everything happened, I mean, Nero confronted him, like, yeah, Nero kind of abducted Angelo, and they went on the run. And they went down south, essentially, and he's like, well, do you feel accomplished? Like, with all the blood that you shed and all the chaos you caused, do you feel accomplished? And he's like, it's funny you ask, because I feel like this is all for nothing at the end of the day. Yeah, he gets pissed off. And I feel like that was a very emotional moment at the campfire. He's like, (laughs) well, why did you do this? He's like, well, why didn't you kill me seven years ago? Yeah. You, he's like, well, Nero's like, why didn't you kill me? He's like, why didn't you kill me? Yeah. Essentially, in a way, they're kind of even. So uh, Nero and Angelo drive down to Florida, essentially, and... They walk along the beach, and this show, the main re- one of the main reasons why I recommended this show to you is because I've never had many people to talk to the ending about, because the ending, I wouldn't say controversial, but it's very open-ended. Um, Nero's obviously devastated that everything that him and his father worked for is destroyed. His father died indirectly by Angelo's hand, and they have nothing. Yeah. But at the same time, Nero's father took everything away from Angelo, and Angelo had nothing. So it's like, who's really wrong? You know yeah. what I mean? They're kind of, they're two, they both know what it's like. They both have experienced the same thing one way or another due to each other's families, air quote, taking everything away from each other. Yeah, but as far as like who, I mean, obviously Nero deserved it. Like, well, yeah. Nero, like, <clears throat> He was, Angelo was just a kid when it happened. Yeah. He didn't do anything. And I mean, Nero didn't really do anything. He let him live. But yeah, I mean, you guys, you're the mob. You guys, you killed innocent people. Yeah. And I mean, you have to do what you have to do because obviously you 
if you're going to get rid of someone, you need to get rid of the... I, this is hypothetically speaking of the whole family. That's how yeah. mafia works, at least in the movies, which makes sense. You don't want to leave any unfinished business to come back and haunt you. Like with Angelo. He yeah. didn't, let, he yeah. didn't kill him and he came back to haunt you and he fucked everything up. But uh, the show essentially ends with them walking down to the beach and Angelo walking ahead of Nero and Nero pointing the gun at him like he did the night when he let him live. And he pulls a trigger like the night when he let him live, but we don't see what happens. Yeah. And uh, we see Nero driving in the car by himself with... Who passes? I think it might have been someone... I, I don't know. That's the thing. That's, I ha I'd have to like maybe watch it again or read some stuff to see. I don't know if the person that passes Nero in the car is important or not, but Nero's point... Okay. The ending is essentially, it lets the audience decide, did Nero shoot Angelo or not? Because uh, Nero was pissed off, but obviously they were kind of getting back to their buddy-buddy, like aura, I guess, yeah. atmosphere by the time they finally reached Florida, even after everything happened, because at the end of the day, they're really all they have left. And Angelo needs to decide whether life is worth living or not now and what he's going to do. And I mean, even then, Nero told him, like, you don't need a reason to live, you just live. Yeah. when they walk to the beach, as they're walking onto the beach. And you just see Nero in the car, and he's staring at, like, this can of pineapple, which I think is, it was a reference to, like, a, a previous trip that him and Angelo went on, and he was smiling. And I feel like if he did kill Angelo, he wouldn't have reacted the way he that he did. Yeah. And the reason why I asked if you watched, like, past the credits, it, or towards the end of the credits, is it shows a, a set of footprints on the beach, which are obviously Angelo's. And there's a, another set of footprints that's like kind of overlapping right next to his. But right before you see where the second set of footprints ends, the water crashes over the footprints, the like a wave, mm -hmm. and it gets rid of the evidence. But then right after the ending credit scene, you see both footprints overlapping over each other going across the entire beach. So I think they just walked to the end of the beach and then went their separate ways. Oh, okay. That's personally how I think it ended. But like, what do you think? Did he kill Angelo, or what do you think might have happened? Uh, no, I don't think I don't think he killed him. I part of me, well, maybe he, he could was have. he was acting like in a good mood, but mm -hmm. I think it was because earlier Angelo said like, "Why didn't you kill me?" Because mm -hmm. I think he feels like his life is because his family died. Mm -hmm. That now and now he has to live with the guilt of his killing his best friend. Yeah. So maybe Angelo, or maybe he was in a good mood because Angelo kind of was asking him to do it, so he thought he was doing him a favor. But yeah. Which, I don't. I mean, it could it could be either way. I got to. I didn't watch the end of the credit. I I didn't realize there was. Gonna well, it's be literally either. just like the footprints. It still is very vague, but I mean, technically there are two sets of footprints. Yeah. They're overlapping, but there's two. It's like. One feet here, one feet here, one foot here, one foot here. It's like they're just kind of shifted. Yeah. And it's not like someone walking back. It's both. It's both footprints walking forward. Oh, it okay. never shows anything walking back, which to me kind of implies they walk towards the end of the beach and maybe they just went their separate ways. Because he was also as they were walking up to the beach, he's he's like, "Hey, Angela, like I told you, you don't need a reason to live." I I I mean, he could have killed him because at the same time he ruined everything. But I feel like. Why would you say that? Like, you don't need a reason to live. You just live and then shoots him in the back of the head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which it very well could have happened. But that's another reason why I recommended this show to you is the... Usually I don't like open-ended shows like this. Like when 
a movie or an ending is just like, and you fucking figure it out, but I feel I like the way they did it. Yeah. So it, it kind of makes you think. But yeah, so that was the first the first anime that you've watched, 91 yeah, it was Days. Pretty good. So yeah. overall then you liked it. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was nice. pretty good. Nice. It but, was a little confusing sometimes, but yeah, there were there were a lot of a lot of characters, and again, it's an anime, so certain characters might look similar. Yeah, I think uh, the dub was pretty good though. Like I watched what I watched today. I actually I wanted to pick something that wasn't too new because if you're going to watch it in English, I was telling you that some things don't the translation like it can be kind of cringy watching it in English. Like the cross my heart part. Yeah, like which that. it was, but for the most part, I liked it. Like, yeah. I would watch that in dub. There's not a lot that I would watch in dub, but it, like, it, it wasn't... I like that they had the accents. I feel like it gave more authenticity to it, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, I think I think it was good. The, <clears throat> the one thing, not that I don't like, but, like, when they... Things that should be, like, kill shots mm-hmm. are, like... You know, like when they stabbed that guy like three times and he's still fighting him off at the end. That, that, and then that, when they an shot the thing, big yeah. Goliath dude, mm. they shot him like right in the chest and he's still alive. Mm. They stabbed him and then later he's still alive. And then finally the shotgun. And it's like stuff like that is like, it, it, <laughs> it's it, not real. I get I get this uh, cartoon. It, but yeah, it's a little more. Anime, yeah. yeah, whatever. A Japanese yeah. cartoon, whatever. But yeah, other than that, I mean, it was, it was pretty good. I, I think... Uh, it was good like that. I think if you would have made it a like real like a live action movie, live action or a like, show with with yeah, I think it, I think it would probably be like one of my favorites. Like it had a good storyline. Mm. You were saying earlier like if you were to throw like Al Pacino or something in there, yeah, so yeah, like made just put real actors in it mm. and then then do the same story. Mm. I think that that would be a really good story. Yeah, I like the story overall. Obviously, yeah. there was a lot of moving pieces and there was a lot of characters to keep track of, but yeah. Yeah, I think too. If you had real actors, it's easier to tell who's who, mm-hmm. like the characters throughout the movie, even with the names, because you can go like, I don't remember the name, but that's Al Pacino's character. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Because I thought for sure that Gonzo was the gargoyle dude mm-hmm. that he was talking about, and he he wanted to talking about the right hand man of the father. Yeah, and was saying like, no, he wasn't there that night. Mm-hmm. But then it had Gonzo in the car. So the yeah, scene, and I could see like, the confusion what? there. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, all in all, oh yeah, definitely good watch, start. Watch the first anime. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you want to continue to not every episode, but in the future, I could recommend something to you. I'll progressively get into more interesting things. Until eventually, I mean, you're saying it as a joke, but we could. We could do like a high school DXD review just for the fuck up because <laughs> that's going to be like, I feel like this is really good. This is very tame and we're going to work our way up to cancer because yeah. that's, yeah. That, that's how you do it. It's for the clicks. It's for the views. It's for the views. Yeah. Dude. I would never watch high school DXD normally, but we'll, we'll work our way up to that yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. If you don't know what that is, don't look it up. Don't look it up. We'll do it for you. <laughs> New party. We'll do things so you don't have to. Yeah. We'll, we'll let you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, maybe for the next, if not the next episode, uh, a few episodes you guys will notice in the future. We kind of like this format, so obviously we're ever-changing, we're ever-expanding, evolving, if you will, so we're going to be changing things up. But uh, if you guys like this, obviously let us know, and this might be some like a format that we can do every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you want, we can kick it to a break, and then we're going to come back with some more stories. All right, let's All go. Right. Does your pet get bored when you leave for work in the morning? Are you worried he or she or they will have a mediocre day while you're gone? Not to worry, Pets Tracks has your back. 
massive hits like Black Labby. For all you Pitbull owners. And for the animals that we eat. Reserve your copy today. Call 1-800-PET-TRAX. That's 1-800-PET-TRAX. Let your pets turn up while you're at work. Tell them Nuke Party Podcast sent you. turn up more than others. Pets Tracks is not responsible for any property damage. Pets Tracks is not recommended for pets you got from the pound and or rescue animals. Upon purchasing Pets Tracks, you have admitted full responsibility for your pet's actions. And we're back. Uh, thanks again to uh, Pet Spa for sponsoring this episode. Hey, are you going you gonna to buy one for your cats? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's perfect for when you're not home and you have like at least 11 cats. Let's see what your house looks like when you come back. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Make sure you just play the rap ones so they come back and they're just like super gangster. Super gangster and all of your furniture is torn up. Yeah. <laughs> your house is gone. There's just cats sitting on a plot of land that used to be an apartment building. Dude, wait till they come out with Dog of Flocka. Oh, yeah, dude. dude Dog of Flocka flame, the... dude. Shit's <clears throat> fire. Anyways, so uh, we have prepared some, or I guess we got some questions to answer. From advice on Reddit. Yeah, it's r slash Reddit. Yeah. Remember, uh, you guys can also email us at nukepartypodcast.gmail.com if you have any, even if it's not your stories, if you have any crazy stories and any advice you'd want to ask, anything at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we have a few that we've been prepared today. And uh, would you like to kick it off? Yeah, I will kick it off. My boyfriend wants to break up with me because I said I want to have a threesome. Oh, boy. Yes, you read it right. My 28... F, boyfriend, 28M, so she's 20, oh, they're both 28, told me he will pack his shit and leave when I proposed a threesome. We have been dating for four years and in living together, and in living together for the past two years. He is pretty introverted guy and I am his first and only girlfriend he ever, oh God. Uh-oh. I'm his first and only girlfriend he ever had. I've dated a lot in the past and had some great sexual experiences with both men and women. Oh. So to spice up our sex life, I suggested a threesome, but he completely lost it and started asking me whether I'm cheating on him or not. In the heat of the argument, I tell him the sex is average between us. Oh. He then tells me, okay, then go fuck with anyone you want, you slut. I am packing my things. How do I reverse this situation? <laughs> I really love this guy and want him back in my life. I tried to, <clears throat> I tried to apologize to 
Brandon he, was on the best of this one. But he blocked me from everywhere and not and not picking up calls. Okay. I, I, there's no fixing that. So, I, think. I mean, just playing devil's advocate, I feel like maybe not flaunting your dirty laundry or not so dirty, I guess dirty in this situation, but not negative laundry, but... Uh, maybe that's a conversation that you guys should have had earlier on. Yeah. I feel like there, should have, there could have been certain boundaries, not, hey, uh, our sex is pretty average. How about we spice it up with a third person? Yeah. Probably not the best thing to say. Well, yeah, once you say Even that. Even if that's not what you meant necessarily, that's pretty harsh. Once you say that, it's over. Like, the, the, there's no How coming you, back from that. That's, that's pretty rough. Yeah. That's just like... That's like saying, like, you're with someone for, like, eight months and then going, like, I'm not really attracted to you. Like, it's done at that point. I love point. you, though. Yeah. But yeah. what if we get another person involved? Yeah. And they they don't, she doesn't specify whether it's, like, another guy or a girl, but... Regardless. Yeah, regardless. That's, especially your, her, his first girlfriend at yeah. 28. That's a big, that's a big And you're going to break in the whole three, like... Hey, you're, no. this is average. Why don't we get a third person involved? I'd imagine, based on his response, he's fairly conservative. Yeah. And maybe there could have been I don't some... even think it's a conservative well, thing. Well, I, just... I, I mean personality-wise. Well, like he's, he's fairly it's... new. Yeah, I mean, but I don't think it's that... You could be, like, wild in the bedroom and That's still true. be, like, sex is between us. That will, I mean, well, like, yeah, obviously. It's not that he's conservative. You have to be wild. Well, to, I'm, that's what I'm know. saying. Yeah, if, yeah. If, if it's... Clearly, you're, you know, you have more experience and you have a wider range of experience. I feel like that's something that should have been said earlier on. Yeah. And if that's something that wasn't said, I feel like that's not the way to break it to someone. Yeah. And three, you don't want to have a threesome because that's... If you're, in, if you're in a relationship yeah. where you love someone, I feel like, I mean, I could never do that personally, but that takes a special kind of situation for that to work and stand and stay strong. Yeah. No matter if you're, if you're getting a girl involved, right? Do you really want to see your guy enjoying himself with another girl? And vice what if it's versa? more? Yeah. What if like he does it with her and then he's like doing stuff that he wasn't doing with you and you're like, whoa, yeah. like he must be more attractive. Like that's gonna stick in your head. And judging by his reaction, I'm I'm guessing she said another guy, which Yeah, that's <laughs> that's and the reason too, like if you're a guy and your girl says, Hey, you wanna get a threesome, but then wants to get another girl. Don't do it unless you're going to be cool with it being another guy because that's that's how they get the foot in that's the door. That's a double standard at that point. Well, no, it's just... That's, if you're okay with one, not yeah, the other. Yeah, because it's... Um, well, no, it's not that it's a... not Well, kind of, but what I'm saying is, is that if, like, if, I were, if, if you're a girl and you want to have a threesome with two guys, your boyfriend and another guy, yeah. you can't just start with that. You're going to start with, hey, can we have a threesome with another girl? The guy, guy's probably going to be like, yeah, that's cool. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to have sex with two girls. But she's laying the groundwork for later saying, hey, maybe we do it with the, another guy next time. And then when you go no and she goes, well, why is it okay? You know? That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, a double, so it's kind of a double standard. That's, that's a, it's a slippery slope. You, you shouldn't do it. You just okay? shouldn't do it. That's unless that's something that you two were talking were talking about earlier on, which I feel like that can make or break a, a relationship, kind yeah. of like what it sounds like it's doing right now. That's a conversation you have earlier on. I don't. Did she say how long they were together? Um, let me see. Because I mean, I feel like especially if you guys were together for a long time, that's something you should say earlier on. Because that's 
it's kind of they've been dating for four years. Yeah, that's that's some that's four years too late to be yeah. bringing that up. And <clears throat> if you're dating someone for, for for yeah four years, that's so they so he he's his first he's the she's she's first. the first girlfriend he's had since in 24. Like that's when they got together. Yeah. Yeah, that's just. Well, also you preface it with, "Hey, sex has been average." Yeah, that's the first thing you say to an already delicate situation. That's. And judging uh, by that, I'm I'm assuming she meant like with another guy. Well, like, at, yeah. based on his reaction, yeah, that's yeah in general. But I feel like it, it would probably be a bigger reaction if it was with another guy. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, that's yeah, that's uh, that's a real predicament you got yourself in. You got to realize too, like if you're if you're a girl. And this is a guy you want to marry. Don't propose like what, guys. Wait. A guy that's gonna marry you is not gonna look at you as his wife. If you're like, hey, let's let's bring other let's people bring in. other people into the bedroom again, right? unless that's something that was prefaced earlier on in the relationship, yeah. which clearly it has not. And been. vice versa too. Like well, if you're a girl way. and your 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 boyfriend's like, hey, let's get another girl in the bedroom. Same thing. Like that's not the guy you're gonna marry. Exactly. So don't. It works. Like, bo- it's both yeah. ways. Just so it doesn't sound one sided. No, yeah. It's a general. It just Dude. happens to be the situation we're dealing with, but that goes both ways. Yeah, it's a it's a mess getting other people involved in your sex life. Yeah, I was, yeah. It's just that was a stupid thing to do. But here's the thing: if that's where you're into, that's fine. But you got to realize if you find a guy that's okay with bringing other people in, like that guy's probably going to cheat on you. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to think it's okay. Like, oh, well, what's wrong? Like we have. We have sex together with like other people. Like, why can't I have sex with people outside? Exactly. So, yeah, I don't think I don't think a threesome in any situation is good for a long term relationship. Yeah. And four years in was definitely not the time. Like, because that's the thing too. Like, he's been with you for four years. He thinks things are going great. And well, then you're yeah. like, let's bring someone else. Like, you could spice things up other ways. You not, don't have to bring a whole another person in. Yeah, there's other, there's, they make things that can be used for those situations. That's not a plethora of things. You don't yeah. have to bring an entire. And he has, he has every right to be mad because he thought, because he's obviously shocked. So like, you well, thought you were well, dating yeah, four someone. Year, four, four years in, years, that's a curveball. Yeah. That's a yeah. big ass curveball. And if you're trying to spice things up, just do it. You could do it between yourselves. Like you don't have to. Like we need to spice things up. Let's bring a whole another person in. Like that doesn't make any sense. Unless that she never prefaced if that was already happening. That's not enough either. What do you mean? What is average to her? Is average standard, or yeah. have they already took the next step, and that's also not enough? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Because either way, that's yeah. It's a little too late for that. And you, you said he was an introvert. Like you think an introverted person is going to be like. Yeah. For like, sure, I don't like talking to people at parties. But yeah, let's bring another person in in the sex. in the most intimate activity ever in a yeah. relationship. No, yeah, that was yeah that that relationship that relationship is done. Yeah, he blocked you on everything. Just, I mean, you, you could say, hey, uh, maybe that wasn't the way to go about it, and clearly our experiences are different, so that's why I brought it up because maybe you want to broaden your horizons, but. That's going to be a very difficult thing to come back from. Yeah, it, de- it depends on if yeah. if, if depend like if you're if you're looking for a guy that like you want to marry. Like I'm looking for my situation. Like if I was with a girl and she was later in the relationship, she's like, I'm going to invite someone into the bedroom. Like right away, I'm not marrying that person. That's like so. No. If that's like your thing, you want to do that. Get it out of your system while you're dating. Yeah. 
But when you find a guy like you said that you love or you're with for four years, mm -hmm. that's not the time to do it. Yeah. Like, because right away he's going to look at you and go, like, this isn't the especially person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. Exactly. Especially if that's something that that person's never done before. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's for sure. That's, uh, I mean, there's always a possibility, but that's a very difficult situation to bounce back from. Yeah. Oh, no, there's no, it's, it's over. Yeah. Like he blocked her from everything. Yeah. You know, so once it was, it was pretty much over when she proposed it. Mm. It's especially over after you tell him the reaction, the, the sex was average. Well, that too. Right. Yeah. And he called her a slut. So, you know, and then he, he has the right mindset to think like she's cheating on, like you think oh, the sex yeah, is average. That's true. And you want to have sex, you know, have and that just opens the doors to, it's, it's kind of like weed where that's like a gateway, like, yeah. Where it's like, you know, you're told your whole life, like, weed's bad, weed's bad. Then you try and you're like, well, it's not that bad, so what's coke like? Exactly. Right? So it's like, oh, the three, you have a threesome, then it's like, oh, you know, I, it's kind of nice. And then just all of a sudden it's like, people. let's have an open relationship. And then that's just, yeah. <clears throat> my, my mom's, I don't know if they still live there, but my mom's neighbors, mm. they're in a three-way relationship. A thruple? Yeah. Yeah, the guy, I, I don't get, I see that on Reddit too. Like someone mm. would be like, my partner's boyfriend I don't came over. That. I don't understand me. that. I saw a picture, it's like my partner's boyfriend gave me a, a, this cool like Nintendo DS or something. It's mm. like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's, again, yeah. whatever, there's relationships that people are okay with that, but I, I don't. Not to judge. I don't think don't they. I, I don't think they are. I think that they just don't know how to say like no. Like that's maybe. Yeah. I mean, if if I if you're dating someone, they're like, I want to have another boyfriend. It's like, bye. Well, that's not a boyfriend. Yeah. That's whatever. Right. So especially if marriage is brought into the situation, that's I don't know. Again, to each their own. Obviously, I just I, I don't understand yeah. it. You you do what you want to do, but clearly that guy's not up for it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's. <clears throat> Get that out of your system while you're dating. Yeah. You find a guy that you want to marry. And settle that, down with. And he's, like, valuable. Like, he's a guy that's, you like, that people, like, there are guys that, like, you're like, oh, I date, have fun. They go out and yeah. clubbing and stuff. Then you meet a guy with, like, good job, very, like, responsible, responsible respectful towards you. You find that guy. That guy's gonna not look at you the same. Yeah. And vice versa. If you meet a girl that's like, Yeah, men as well. Yeah. If you meet a girl that's real nice, caring, all that stuff. Responsible. Yeah. yeah. You wanna spend the rest of your life? Do not. Don't do fuck not don't fuck it up. Say, let's get another girl in the bedroom. Like, yeah, that's that's no. There's no way to do like without a prerequisite, that's very difficult. <laughs> yeah. There yeah, just find ways to spice up the relationship between the two of you. Yeah. No, no respectable guy or girl is going to be like, yeah, sure, let's have sex with more people. Right? Yeah, let's open it up. No thanks. Yeah. But I got one. Um, I'm getting annoyed with my girlfriend. Um, myself, 20M. My girlfriend, 19M. I've been together for almost three years as of October. 28 and 19? 20 and 19, oh, I'm sorry. Shit. 20M. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll okay, just okay. say, I'm honestly... No, 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 I, I, I thought well, it said 28. I'm just going to say, fuck the genders, because who cares? It's myself, I'm essentially, the guy's 20, the girl's 19, have been together for almost three years as of October. Uh, she's back at college for her second year. 
Uh, and we've, uh, and I'm going to apologize, the grammar in this one's a little uh, fucked up. Um, she's back at college for her second year, and we've had a really big issue. I've tried talking to her, and the same instance comes up, arguments. For clarification, communication with her is as easy as communicating with a cinder block. Don't get me wrong, I love her a lot, and arguments aren't a cause for her leaving, or for leaving her. Uh, our recent argument had to do with me asking that she communicates uh, when she has plans with people and when either she arrives at the location safely or when she leaves her dorm to head there. Uh, I don't ask for extreme detail. I just ask that she lets me know when she leaves and <coughs> arrives safely. Uh, she got frustrated and told me it's a breach of privacy and that she doesn't want anyone knowing where she is at all times or who she's with. I don't ask that. I just ask that, I just ask that way I know she's safe. Uh, it's been ongoing. It's been an ongoing problem since her first year of college, uh, where she went behind my back and overstepped boundaries. I can't trust her to communicate, and I've explained this is one way to build that trust back or build that trust back up. Sorry. <clears throat> I don't feel like I'm asking for a lot or for the world of her. I just want to know if she's arrived somewhere safely or who she's going with. She doesn't have to be specific with names. Uh, and where she's going, if it's somewhere like a nightclub off campus or a party or something. Am I breaching her privacy uh, and expecting strict rules? I don't want this to continue as an issue, and I could use advice. Now, there is an update. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Do you want to comment before or after the update? Let's comment before. Okay, so coming from someone that, to a lesser extent, has dealt with something very similar in a very similar stage of my life, uh, if your girlfriend already kind of, or boyfriend already kind of broke your trust and overstepped boundaries, I'm not sure whether that's cheating or what, which yeah. we'll get into in a little bit. Um, well, if you're, if you want to know where she's at, then I'm assuming that it was something, something either, to either you're way overprotective and she's right, or she isn't trustworthy and she's still not trustworthy because yeah. she doesn't want to give you that information. I feel like <clears throat> this is just playing devil's advocate. We can give both situations if, you're just, if she's never really done anything and her overstepping boundaries is forgetting to text you, I think you need to maybe back off. But it seems like they're having, while she's at school, it's a bit of a long distance relationship. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he just wants, he just, he or she, they just want to know that you're safe. Yeah. Especially if you did hypothetically break some boundaries, you should at least give your partner, this goes, again, everything that we say goes both ways. These, you know, just the satisfaction that, hey, I, I care about you and I'm letting you know I'm here and I'm safe. Yeah. It doesn't have to be every, you know, hey, I'm going to go take a shit, I'm safe, but it's, you're going out off campus with people, presumably in a different area, and you don't have any contact with each other and your only way <laughs> is through text, for example. Yeah. I don't really think he's overstepping boundaries personally. Obviously, we don't know these people, but if what he's saying is true, then I, I, I think it's justified. Yeah. I mean, there's no problem with it. I, <clears throat> to what I don't think this relationship's gonna last. Mm. Um, look, if that's what you want in your relationship, then you should get what you want and find someone that's cool with it. Mm -hmm. Like, I've, uh, I dated this one girl, and <clears throat> she told me where she was going at all times. She wouldn't even, I wouldn't ask. She would just be like, "I'm going here with this," and then she would ask me like, "Where are you going?" And I would be like, "Oh," because she. There's a mutual thing. Where yeah, she's mutual telling respect me, for each other. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not. <clears throat> if you're, if you don't want, like, 
I had no problem telling where I was going because mm. I was never going to do anything bad. Well, you're not guilty of anything. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm going. I used to go to this pizza place called High Five with my friends. We mm. eat pizza, watch the game. So I would just say, yeah, I'm going here with, with you know, my the friends. Guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, if if she doesn't want to tell you, then she's probably up to something. Something's going on. What? <clears throat> He's not asking. It's not. It's not asking a lot. Mm-hmm. I think if he was being like, text me every hour or something. That's retarded. But there's nothing wrong yeah. with just saying like, you. Did you make it there safe? Especially if they're doing it for you. Like I had no problem where it's like, if if someone was asking me to do that, but then when I asked where are you going, she's like, none of your business. That's then it's weird. a problem. Yeah. But as long as it's mutual and it's like, yeah, if you if that's what you, if you like this person and that's what they need from you, then you'll relationships are about compromise. Yeah. And obviously, she doesn't. She doesn't see you as that important if she won't do this for you because it's not that much to ask. Yeah. Right. So you need to find someone that's likes you enough to where you're asking for something. It's not that big of a deal. They'll respect you enough to give it. Yeah. And you do the same in those well, situations. Of yeah. So. Yeah. As long as <clears throat> don't ever ask someone to do something you're not going to do. And make sure, like, if someone's compromising for you, if they don't normally do something like that, and but they're doing it for you, then the next time they want something from you, you do it for them. Yeah. But, yeah, this relationship's done. They're never going to get married. Go ahead, give me the update. <laughs> okay, well, before I even read the update, yeah, I kind of see where things were going. Update. Uh, seven days later and a couple of lovely but not so surprising conversations later, she did, in fact, cheat and has been cheating with the guy from her first year of college, which seems like the one time she overstepped her boundaries, she probably was messing around with this guy year one, yeah. and then just didn't stop. Yeah. Um, I have nothing to say in regrets to that, fair enough. Uh, I'm more dumbfounded and haven't wrapped my mind around the, the concept or the logic behind it. I appreciate the advice and one of the comments as well, thank you. Well, I feel like in that situation, especially when it seems, again, at least while she's at school, it's a bit of a long-distance relationship. You're kind of yeah. just left to your own devices. And if she's kind of ignoring you all day and she's there really isn't much of a communication, I don't. I, from experience, I know how stressful that is from a yeah. past relationship. I definitely know how stressful that is. And it's only until after do you realize how stupid and overpatient, or yeah, I guess you're way too patient, yeah. way too lean in the situation. But obviously you want things to work out and the guy, I mean, he's 20, so he's young. Yeah, just focus on college. Yeah. Get someone that goes to your college. Like, if she's long distance at another college, she might find a job that's by her college, and then it's like, what and are you guys going to do long and distance? Not, and, I mean, that's not saying that long distance relationships don't work, but clearly in this situation, she doesn't give a fuck. Otherwise, yeah. she'd give you the respect that you're asking. Yeah. And again, she already broke the trust once. What's to stop her from doing it again? Being the fact or being the case that she's not really giving him any reason to not be worried, yeah, you know what I mean. I feel like at that point, if you already broke the trust and you already did something nefarious, then maybe you should try to make it up to your partner and try to build that trust. And clearly, she didn't care about rebuilding anything. Yeah, but he <clears throat> got lucky in this situation. Every I look back at like the times where you feel heartbroken or mm-hmm. the girl does something that makes you. When you get older, you realize, like, well, that wasn't the person I was supposed to be with. I'm glad I found that out before you get... Like, that that last guy that I I did, he got really lucky. 
because he found that out before. It's like, what if he had been married to her, right? Yeah. Or he had a kid with her. Mm-hmm. That's that complicates things even further. So you're this this guy's lucky because he found out early. He's gonna learn from it, mm-hmm. and then just find find someone that will do the things that you need. Yeah. As long, but make sure you're willing to do it as, as well. well. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean the guy. I mean, it sucks when you're in that situation, but then you realize, like, this Especially wasn't the three person. Years in. Yeah, this wasn't the person I was going to marry. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you're still young, yeah. so it's not she's like having, gonna... She's in college. She's having fun. I mean, I get, like, maybe if they loved each other a lot, but if you're, if you're, if you're long, in a long-distance relationship where you're not seeing someone and you're, you're in college where everyone's partying, having a good time, mm-hmm. you're meeting, like, guys from everywhere, like... And vice versa. Yeah, yeah. and, you know... And he should be, you know, now he's single and he can meet girls and meet someone local. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's a shitty situation, but at least he got closure at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And he got out early because if she, you know, she's out sneaking around and it's not going to, you can't trust her. Like, you're not going to marry that person. I mean, three years at 20, that was like kind of like a high school sweetheart situation. It's good that you got out now. Opposed yeah, to learning before you that have later a kid on. or before you're married, and it like, just complicates things. Yeah, yeah, you could just kind of break free, no problems. Yeah, so no, yeah, you're not yeah. overstepping your boundaries clearly. Yeah. But what else you got? All right. <clears throat> I don't trust my son. <clears throat> my son is 16m and a junior in high school. I feel like he has been sneaking around me and my husband, my his stepdad's back. The first time was during September when his school had their homecoming dance. I'll admit maybe I'm a bit strict with dating, but I want him to mainly focus on school instead of girls. Anyways, when when they had homecoming dance, I told him I wanted him home by 10 because the dance ended at 9.30. He didn't come home until almost midnight, and when he came home, his clothes were wrinkled up. He didn't smell like weed or alcohol, but his clothes were wrinkled. <laughs> I think I think he may have had sex because that Sunday, the day after the dance, he drove me to the grocery store in his car and I saw an open box of condoms under his back seat. Wow, detective over here. Yeah. I, I didn't say anything about it though because I had already yelled at him for being late the day before. He told me he didn't have a date to homecoming too, so I trusted him. About two weeks ago, my son forgot his phone at home before he went to school, and I decided to go through it. Oh boy. He told me his password a couple months ago, so I just used that. I went on his Snapchat because I was always seeing him texting on Snapchat. When I opened it, when I opened it though, there was just a bunch of girls messaging him and sending him pictures. There were a couple of boys, but mostly pictures. Oh, but mostly girls. My son has never told me about any of his girlfriends, so I started to get suspicious. So I started. I started to open his message. Oh, my God. He had told one of his guy friends that he had sex with his crush the night of homecoming, which he has never told me. He told me the reason he was late was because of traffic, so I trusted him and believed it. Supposed to be home at 10. Got home at midnight because of traffic. All right. I... I then started to feel disgusted and uncomfortable, so I went to his photos, and I started seeing pictures of him smoking weed in people's cars. Why would that make that better? Yeah. People I've never met or heard about, but they looked his age. I also started seeing screenshots of messages of him flirting with girls and him saying nasty sexual stuff with girls. 
What makes it worse is I scrolled all the way up and when homecoming what uh, to when homecoming was, and there was a picture of him and what I assume is his crush in the backseat kissing each other. I then went to his Instagram and he was he has been talking with drug dealers and random girls. People were also sending him videos of himself drinking and smoking. I <clears throat> I don't know how to confront him about this because I'm just really surprised, honestly. My son makes all A's and B's, and he takes a couple of college classes as a junior in high school. He's never gotten in trouble at school. I do need to be less strict on him because soon he'll be in college and I won't be able to have these rules for him. But I also don't want him to get into any trouble because underage drinking and underage drug use is illegal. I'm just not sure what to do because I'm just surprised, honestly. Underage drug use is illegal. I think all drug use is illegal. Oh, yeah. Um... I mean, obviously, it's coming from a caring parent. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, parents do this, but it's probably not the best to go through your kid's phone because it just breaks trust. But, I mean, at the end of the day, if your kid's a teenager, I mean, he's growing up to be a young adult. He's kids. That's something that people do nowadays. I'm not, I don't think that's, that's not something that I did. I never went around, like, <clears throat> drinking and doing hard, like, dr- not hardcore yeah. drugs, but drugs and whatnot when I was... 16, 17, but some people do. Um, I feel like, I mean, if this guy's messaging drug dealers, that's the one thing that I'd be worried about. I mean, if he's fucking around with girls, as long as he is clearly he's using condoms, so he's being protected. And I feel yeah. like if he's at that age, maybe that's a conversation that should have been had already. Uh, but I mean, it seems like he has that covered as far as talking to drug dealers. I mean, no matter how you found out about it, I think the person is kind of a big deal. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on, but I definitely talked to the kid about, hey, you know, you have some extracurricular activities and it doesn't matter how I found out, but I found out and I care about you and that's why I'm talking to you about this. But you need to just make sure that what you're doing is safe. Yeah. And you don't want to do anything that's going to land you in jail. And I think she's more strict than she lets on Mm -hmm. because she's, well, she says... I don't want him to focus on girls or I don't want him to have a girlfriend or dating. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, he never tells me about these girls. And it's like, because you're telling him he can't. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, so yeah. you need to, she needs to let up on him on that part. Like he's 16. Mm-hmm. He's going to date. You want him. He's going to explore. Yeah. You want him to be open. Like tell be able to tell you stuff. Like mm-hmm. if you're like, you can't date, you know, He's not going to tell you if he's dating someone. Yeah. It's like if you're his parent, you want to know. Like, well, yeah, you want to be able to meet the girl that your son's dating to kind of vet her, see, you know. Well, plus it's just another part of being a parent is caring for, you know, not yeah. taking care of, but caring about your kid and their partner. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like that's maybe you can kind of ease up on that a little bit, especially if he's going to be moving out to college. I mean, it's a little late for that, but I mean, I personally wouldn't preface you can't date, you can't do that. It should be you're a you're a dude you're gonna to want to do these things when you do do these things there's a safe way to go about it and this is how i think that should go yeah instead of you can't do this you can't do that because if you just tell people especially teenagers hey you can't do this fuck you i'm gonna do what i want yeah but the thing too is she kind of has to tell him she can't he can't drink well i'm saying about yeah. girls girls yeah, in general okay, girls the girl, yeah well, the, yeah obviously the drinking don't, and, the drinking drug and drugs yeah. yeah that's pretty fucking serious don't do that but as far as like dating, I feel like that's just one of many things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, I completely forgot about the fucking drug use for a second. Yeah, no, that's some pretty serious stuff. 
But those are conversations that probably should have already been had. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how to go about the drug one or mm-hmm. the drinking. Because, I mean, how... I don't understand how she, she's so strict, as she says, but he feels like he could come back at like 12. And she's fine with it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Obviously, there's maybe some miscommunication between the relationship between the two people. Yeah. Like the the trustworthiness or how much they trust each other. Yeah. I don't don't really know how to go about it. Because here's the thing, right? Like, my parents weren't real strict, like... I'd be home certain times when I was in high school, but they, but I always just came home when I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. If I had a girlfriend, my parents knew them, they met them. Yeah. And I didn't drink or smoke weed once in high school. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was, maybe it is like the strict thing mm-hmm. where it's like when you tell someone you have to do this exactly like this, you can't do this, blah, blah, blah. Maybe that makes them want to rebel more. And because my parents, like my parents were just pretty much be safe you know, make good decisions. Be responsible. You know, if you want to, if you have a girlfriend, whatever, like it's not a big deal. And then I chose not to do any of that in high school. So I guess too, it's like the, depends on like who your kid is hanging out with. Well, that too. I think you need to, I think the smart thing to do would be ask your son what he wants to do with his life. What do you want to be as in your career? Mm. Like if he wants to be an engineer or like a, a doctor, you need to tell him, okay, well, the stuff you're doing is going to affect that later. Yeah. Like, you get A's and B's, that's good, but you want to be a doctor, go to a high school. Well, it seems like he's already taken college classes in high school, yeah. so it seems like he's he's a smart kid, and he's taking the necessary steps for his schooling, but you don't want to ruin that with fucking alcohol, drugs, and girls. Yeah, you especially I mean? if he's old enough to drive, mm-hmm. and he has a car. Like, and possibly you need to tell him, like, this is what could happen to you if you drink and drive, yeah, or like you're drinking. So, yeah, I don't, I don't. The girls one you should be more, like, probably the most lenient on. Yeah, mostly. Come on, on. Dude, like, it's like a seventeen year old kid. Yeah, but the 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 drinking and drugs, like, you definitely need to get on them about that. Mm. Tell them, make sure you hammer home the drinking and driving, drug use, and jail time. Make possibly. sure, yeah, jail time. And tell him, like, you know, obviously he's taking classes in college like classes. A smart kid, yeah. If he wants a career, like, you need to tell him, like, if he gets caught with drugs or has a record, that career is done. Yeah. All the college courses you're taking, they're going to be useless. Because yeah. you can't, you know, make up some shit like you can't be a doctor if you get a felony. Uh, you probably can't. Yeah, I'm sure it's much harder, yeah. Yeah. So I just hammer that home. Give it, make it more, uh, make it more of his of an incentive instead of a punishment. Yeah. Like you can't do this. Like you tell him like, look, you could do this. You could you could smoke weed and drink, but these this is how it's gonna if you plus affect if you your, abuse it, especially yeah. if you do it now. Yeah. This is how it's gonna affect your, your career later on. You don't want you don't want to get a record yeah. now. You're getting all, A's and B's in high school, but when you get to college it's gonna be a lot harder. And then if you're going to like med school or something, it's gonna be even harder. Yeah. And if you're drinking, you get in the habit of drinking and smoking, that's gonna affect your grades. It's going to affect your career in the long run. And so, your life. Yeah. So I think that that's the way to approach that. Be more lenient on the, the girl thing. Because yeah. you should want to... He shouldn't have. He shouldn't feel like he has to hide your girl, his girlfriends from you. Yeah. And then you can't be upset that you're, you don't know about it if you're telling him. 
You can't, you can't do it at all. Yeah. You can't. That's ignorant. But yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, make sure you're open. That way, you know, he can have his girlfriend's co- girlfriend come over. You can meet her and kind of just say, like, oh, this is, you know, what I like about her. Or, like, if it's a bad one, you can kind of tell him, like. Try to steer him in the right direction. At, yeah. But you can't steer him in the right direction if he has to hide everything from you. Exactly. So, yeah, I would just hammer home the the career choice because mm. it it, is, it seems like he's trying to do something important yeah. in his career. So trying to get a kickstart at least by taking yeah. this the, the dual you know high school and college class <clears throat> at the same time. So and just tell him it's like if you're in jail, I'm gonna leave you there for a little bit so you learn your lesson. Like yeah. hammer home the jail. Make them watch like Beyond Scared Straight, or tell them like, <laughs> yeah. tell them like, you know what they do to sixteen-year-olds in prison? Like, get fuck kid, all right? Yeah, <laughs> big time. <laughs> hammer that home. Yeah. yeah, hammer that home before they hammer him home. Oh you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Because yeah. if you just tell them like, look, if you're smoking or you had just a little, because if you're under twenty-one, you get a DUI for any alcohol content mm. or with the BAC. Yeah. So, if you just had like a couple sips of a beer. And you kill someone, maybe it's not the result of you being drunk. You just, you were doing something stupid and hit someone. You can go to prison for a long time and then you can kiss your career goodbye. Yeah. So you got to find a way to incentivize them not to make those choices. Yeah. All right. This one, we got a winner. All right. Let's go. We got a smart guy here. Should I support this woman financially? No. Well, yeah, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Uh, so the story is I got a random... Okay. The story is I got a random Snapchat friend request from this woman. She revealed herself to be an escort or a hooker. He had to specify one or the other. Yeah. Uh, uh, da, da, da. She was selling nudes slash videos and wanted me... Uh, he said B, but I think he means he wanted. she wanted me to buy them. I didn't want them and tried and talked her out of... Uh, Try and talk to her out of her lifestyle. Uh, I believe, wow, what is this guy's writing? I believe she's called to be so much more and she's worth more than what her body sells. Oh, God. Anyways, she says she's going to quit tomorrow morning. Just like that. Okay. Uh, There's a catch, though. (laughs) She does want me to help her with groceries, so $30 a day. Should I do this? There's more. Uh, I don't make a lot of money as it is but I truly believe her and her goals. She wants to be a fashion designer. She's ambitious She's ambitious and very nice. Uh, I don't know, this all might be a scam. She says she needs support for at least three weeks, so that's a total of $630. I feel like if I were to talk to anyone on my family or friend group about this, they would say no, and I'd probably agree with them in their shoes. But I don't know, uh, I don't know what it is. I feel a small whisper of yes. What's your thoughts? Help, please. Oh, well, before we say anything, I took a screenshot of the first comment. It sounds like you were born yesterday. <laughs> that was posted by Master Advice Giver 31. <laughs> How many of those did that get? <clears throat> uh, 115. Oh, and shoot. the original thing got zero upvotes and 92 comments. Yeah. It, yeah. You sound like you're like 15. Yeah. So, no. The no. answer is no. You get yeah, a message. Scammed. You get a message from some random lady on Snapchat and they're like, hey, want to buy my nudes? No. You should stop though. Okay, well how about you give me money that I clearly want from you a different way. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll quit tomorrow though. The fuck you will. Yeah. 
if you're ever if there's ever a situation where that was real like mm-hmm. she was struggling then you say okay I'll take you to the grocery store and I'll pay for your groceries yeah. you don't just hand the money also, if you want to help well this is some random person on Snapchat too you guys probably yeah. aren't even in the same yeah. fucking yeah, state yeah if it's a random fuck no it's a random yeah. person on fucking Snapchat but if it's that, like a friend that you know that's like I'll sell you these pictures for groceries and it's like how about I take you to the grocery store you don't have to send me pictures yeah then that's fine. Like, make sure it's like the same thing with like people, like <clears throat> homeless people. Like, whenever they ask me for money, I say, "You want me to get you something from Seven Eleven?" They go, "Oh, never mind." It's like I'm not gonna give you money for drugs, but yeah. if you're hungry, you yeah, know, I'll, I'll get, get you something you, to eat. To get you like a donut or something. Well, but, yeah, I'll get you like a sandwich or whatever. I'll get you some water. I'm not gonna get you. Yeah, it's anyways. Yeah, yeah. It does sound like you were born yesterday. No. Yeah. It's no, like, I feel like if I were to talk to anyone else that has common sense, they'd tell me no. But I yeah. feel like there's a whisper of yes. What the fuck does that mean? He's looking for that one. The one you know, idiot that's going to agree you know, with him. The other 15-year-old. No, it's going to be someone that posts something sarcastically like, yeah, you should definitely do that. And then it's like, oh, okay. someone told me to. I got to do it. Oh, jeez. Stop thinking with your dick, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. What else you got? We'll do one, one more each. Should I break up with my boyfriend over this? We got into an argument the other night, and he ended up not coming over when we had plans, which was fine by me. I don't have the best reactions when I'm upset, so I ignored him the rest of the night as he texted me five times and calling me eight times. One of his texts was, love you, right after the phone call. We almost broke up yesterday, and he was mad and upset that I was ignoring him the night prior. And because of this, he told me that night I ignored him he thought about going to a massage place that lets you have sex with the workers. He's been there before in the past when he was single. He doesn't have any respect for me, right? I got upset and was shocked and said, that's a cheater's mindset. He said, it's not because he didn't act on it. He said, it's not because, uh, there's a comma, there's no comma. He said, it's not because he didn't act on it. It was only just a thought and he wanted to see if an old friend will still work there. What? That's why he checked the website. We have each other's location and the place closed at one, at one, and he was at home the whole time, so I know he didn't go. But to even think about it, I should break up with him for him even thinking and saying that. Okay. That's, that's it? I think she meant, she made it as a comment, but it was supposed to be a question. Oh. So. Should she break up with him? So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. The <clears throat> so I'm confused. Was that the result of the argument or in result of the argument? Yeah. So at, because he ignored, she ignored him all night. He thought about going to massage parlor where they let you have sex. Now, clearly ignoring him all. I mean, sometimes you just need time to cool off, and maybe he should have read the room. Yeah. But uh, what kind of fucking reaction? Is, what rebuttal is that? That's. Yeah. I'm gonna give piece of advice my uncle gave me because mm. he's in like this really good marriage him and my aunt they're just like they work together mm. and like I've asked him before like what do you because what's your secret yeah because <laughs> um, he's like the only one out of all my dad's like friends and family that have kind of been in a successful long term relationship marriage and you know um, he said don't ever don't ever go to bed angry at each other Fair, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys have a problem, like talk it out before you go to bed. So in that situation, I mean, it's good that she didn't because 
she found out he's a piece of shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But still, it's like if you're angry and it's, you know, just find a way to, like, find a common ground. You can be upset with him, but, like, don't don't ever, like, drop it off and then, you know, pick up the next day. And that's fine to need, an, like, a, a little bit to cool off. That's perfectly fine, but definitely yeah. resolve it, yeah. And it was because they had plans and, wait, I mean. Yeah, let's just, just for clarification, so we're not talking out of our ass. <laughs> yeah. We got into an argument. The other, uh, She doesn't say what the argument's over, but because of the argument, he ended up not coming over. Which, so I mean, that They should have resolved anything. that argument. Yeah, just resolve the argument and make up. It actually ended up working in your favor. Because, again, it's like the other relationship ones where it's like, it's good you found this out now. Yeah. You're not married. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> if you're with a guy that's like... I was mad at you for not picking up the phone, so I thought about... Cheating on you. Yeah, with the prostitute. Is that okay with like, you? ew. That's ew. Disgusting. And they have, like, you have no idea what kind of, like, diseases they have. I mean, I'm sure... That's another conversation. Yeah. yeah, what the fuck, dude? But yeah. Uh, you should break it. I don't even know why you're asking or why you're still with them after that. Yeah. But Bye-bye. You gotta, dude, you gotta have, like, some self-worth. Yeah. Like, these people that just, like... I'm still with them. Should I break? It's like you should have broken up with them after the the thing happened. It should have been like, hey, we broke up because he's yeah. a piece of shit. Like that one guy who didn't want the threesome. Yeah. He he realized like fuck know, this noise. Yeah, fuck this. I'm out. This is you know he I'm wasn't sorry. like he wasn't the one asking the question like should I break up? You know it's like she was because he said fuck her and then yeah. and that's that guy after a four year relationship was like. I'm not cool with this. I'm out. Boom. Yeah. End of story. That girl should have did the same thing. Like, this guy was like, I ignored him one night, which mm-hmm. isn't... That's not the best that's way, not to, the best way to do it. Yeah. I don't know what the argument was over, but if you're, argue- <laughs> if you're arguing to a point where your boyfriend's like, yeah, I'm going to go have sex with someone else, it's like, yeah, that's a cheater's mindset, yeah. obviously. That was already on his mind to begin with. If you're getting it married sounds- to someone... You're going to get into arguments. And oh, if yeah. every time you get in an argument, he's thinking about fucking other girls, yeah, that's it's not good. <laughs> no. So you got to just, you should have broke up with him right when you did it. But if you're still with him, break up with him. The fuck yeah. are you doing? Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. <clears throat> like, have some self-worth. Seem like a cool person. Yeah. Like, like if that's... She doesn't seem like she's a cheater or whatever because mm. she's, like, mad about it, so... She also wouldn't say it. Yeah, no, she I know. did, she but, in, it, but given this is... Everything yeah. is in a vacuum, yeah, definitely. Because if you're a noise. guy, even, like, from, like... If you're a guy looking for a wife and some girls... This happened to some girl and she was cool with it, like, you also don't want to be with someone that... Same thing, like, if you're yeah. a girl and you're with a guy and the guy's like, yeah, my, my last girlfriend had, like, two boyfriends. It's like... What? You want to be with someone that's like knows their worth. Yeah. Like, and just again, doesn't there, get trampled on. There are people that are out there that, for whatever reason, that works and you know, no judgment. But, in, again, that's not, I would imagine that's not. No, I don't, I don't yeah. think it ever works. No. I don't, not in the long run. Yeah. I think people just put up with it because they think, like, this is the best I can do. And, like, and the people. Listen, speak. I've seen Friends of Benefits with Justin Timberlake and yeah. Mila, uh, Mila Kunis, I almost said Mia Khalifa. Mila Kunis, okay? Yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. And the, <clears throat> the, thing, the thing that sucks is, like, 
like with that the guy that was in the four year relationship, mm. like they spring it on like, because I think what happens too is like those guys that guys or girls that put up with that type of shit, mm. they've already fallen in love with this person, and it's like okay, like like I love this person, maybe this is just a phase. Yeah. Like if everyone was just straight up like threesome thing, should have been straight up with that. Like it's just okay, yes or no yeah. before we get serious. Yeah. Because it's like, that poor guy, like, he probably was in love with her, probably wanted to marry her. And just wasted his time. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this girl is good that you found out now. I don't know why you're asking Reddit. You should have said, fuck you. Yeah. All right. This, this last one's a doozy. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Let's finish strong. Yeah. Uh, I32F <clears throat> discovered my husband, 32M, doesn't feel attracted to me anymore, and oh, I need no. your advice on how to deal with the situation. Now... Let's see if that statement is 100% correct after I read the story. This is a little bit of a longer one. I'm not going to go into the detail or into the updates because the updates are... Crazy? There's like three of them. Well, we're not going to do the updates at all or we're going to go do it after? I'm going to do one update. Okay. And then the other ones are just rambling. All right. Right? Yeah. Without long introduction, my husband and I have been married for nine years. Uh, We met in college and immediately fell in love. My husband has always been into fitness. His body is like a Greek statue and never let himself go or gain extra weight. I, on the other hand, was very fit and kept my body in good shape, Uh, but I didn't treat my body the way he treats his like a temple. Uh, We have a great relationship and a great sex life. It's very active and fulfilling, and we can't get enough of each other, or so I thought. We have our own business that we established back in 2011, which is a gym. Uh, It's become a brand, and now we have several throughout the Washington state area. Uh, When the pandemic hit and we stayed home with nothing to do uh, and nowhere to go, I let myself go. And truthfully, I gained a lot of weight, and I'm 189 pounds now. My husband, on the other hand, hand trains daily at our home gym and keeps his body in shape. Uh, As I've mentioned, uh, we've had a pretty active sex life. However, several months ago, I noticed my husband has had some issues with his performance. Uh, he would lose his erection midway or find it hard to get an erection at all and would perform, okay, well, that's a little detail, but would essentially help in other ways when he couldn't get it up. Uh, a couple of months after being, uh, wait, uh, a couple of months after the beginning of these symptoms, he went back to his former self. Life was good and everything until I came across a conversation between him and his best friend. I saw my name and I became curious. I know I'm horrible. I scrolled up and saw uh, that when he started to have his problem uh, was caused because he couldn't find me sexually attractive anymore. Uh, He told his friend that he has never liked overweight bodies ever since his dad died of diabetes and sees it as a sign of irresponsibility and that he can't get an erection around me. He said these things, wait. He said that he loves me so much and that he can't tell me any of these things, which after a couple of messages, his friend suggested to take Viagra, which was when his problem disappeared. He then told him it worked and that he only needs to get himself hard by thinking about how I was before I gained my weight. And then the drug would, essentially the drug would keep him for the rest of the way. I'm now mortified. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how to feel. I feel offended, angry, anxious, and betrayed. He never treated me wrongfully or even mentioned my weight to me ever. He still kisses me a lot and cuddles with me, showers with me with love. Uh, but how can he be like that when internally he doesn't find me attractive anymore? I mean, how could 
Uh, how could he be like that to my face? What else is he hiding? Is he cheating? That makes sense if he doesn't feel sexually attracted to me anymore and he probably finds other women more sexually attractive. And he's very handsome. And I'm sure plenty of women would love to be with him. Uh, he has never done anything to guarantee these suspicions at all, honestly. But the fact that he's lying to my face every day makes me wonder. I don't know what to do. Should I confront him? Should I ask him for a break? Should we both get away from each other to clear our heads? What do you think I should do? Okay, first of all, this is the guy that you want to marry. He's going, he's using external devices to make sure like, that you're still taken care of in both doing, ways. You're mad that he's lying to you by not saying that you're fat. How? What? This guy is awesome. Yeah. Like, he's still treating you with respect. It's just the sex he's thing. He's still, that's the only and difference. You know what? He should feel betrayed because he got with you when you were in shape. He keeps his body Well, you guys built a business around it. But no, but I mean, okay, if you're with someone... And let's say you're both gym rats. You're mm. both in shape. One of you gains a lot of weight. Could go either way. The guy gains a lot of weight. Yeah, either one. It's like you, <clears throat> this guy's a Greek god or whatever. Statue. Like he's in shape. <laughs> you should be in shape. If that's how he met you, that's what he fell in love with. Well, and that's how that's you guys live your him. life. Well, yeah, but that's unfair to him. To, you, <clears throat> you presented yourself as something that you ended up not being. So you you don't need a break. This guy loves you so much that he's taking Viagra to fuck you. Why don't like, you just work on yourself and get back into shape again? Yeah. And then that's not going to be a problem anymore. This guy is awesome. He loves you. Like He still treats you the exact same. You're going to fuck this up by focusing on him not calling you fat? Well, also keep in mind he's being respectful when he has kind of like a mental trauma about his father dying of diabetes. No, I mean, that's, mental, whatever. Okay, that's bullshit. Well, you it's, never, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying you never no, know. But it's like, he just doesn't like overweight. There's nothing wrong with Well, it could be like a mental thing. Like you have to treat your body with respect and it's like a way of disrespect. I'm not saying I agree yeah, with it. No, I'm just no, playing no, devil's I advocate. I think that's just him trying to like soften the blow to his friend so his friend doesn't think he's a douchebag. Probably, There's nothing that's wrong. true. If you're in shape, like if he was out of shape and like, Saying, I don't want to bang girls that are out of shape. Like Then he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Then it's like, you know, but if you're in shape, you keep yourself in shape. You were with this person when they were in shape. You've now been together not, for nine years. You know, I think, he, <laughs> I think he's just, he's such a nice guy that he's trying to like say it's because of the diabetes. But it's just simple. You're not attracted to it. Well, I mean, to put it bluntly, yeah. I mean, if you guys... Because there are people that are, aren't that big that have diabetes. So That's true. Right? I'm getting close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the amount of sugar that I eat, yeah. get close. But, um, yeah. If, if you want to give up on this relationship, you're fucking up. Because this guy obviously loves you. Let me tell you the update. Oh, God. This is where it gets just downhill. I couldn't stand to be in the same house with him without confronting him about what he was doing and what I discovered. I told him everything and he, oh, kid outside, apologize. Um, he had the audacity to be angry at me for checking out his phone behind his back. That's another thing. You just kind of went through his whole conversation, which is a common theme yeah. today. Don't do that. And it's, <clears throat> it'd be one thing if it was with, like, with another girl, but you're going through his best, like his conversation with his best friend. Yeah who I'm assuming is a guy. And you trust, or yeah. should. Yeah, it's like if you want to go through a phone and see like, okay, there's this girl I texted. If you're going through like girls that he, that's reasonable. 
Mm. But like you're going through like his guy conversation, like no. But this, so um, we got into a fight, and he said that he isn't attracted to overweight women, but he's attracted to me because he loves me. But every time he gets near me, he remembers that my weight gain can cause health issues, like what happened to his dad, and he could lose me. Which I told him that's total BS. And if he can't love me and be attracted to me when I'm overweight, then he can go to hell. So there's more. I threw him out of the house and I told him not to contact me again anytime soon. Let him go f- date fit. Let him go date fit bitches that can look attractive into his eyes. Yeah. He said he still loved you, and he's still attracted to you. But obviously, there's a disconnect there. And either way. You let yourself go. Yeah. So no wonder he doesn't want to sleep with you. But yeah. he still treats you with respect. He still loves you all the same. Maybe, again, even more so. What the fuck are you doing, dude? Just take care of yourself. In a, in a scenario where she was always that weight, and then later on he's like, I'm not attracted to you, that'd be fucked up. Yeah. But the fact that you presented yourself as this. And, and you just let yourself go. Let yourself go, but you're not, like... You're this, not putting forth guy, the effort to go to take care of yourself again. This guy... Dodged a bullet because this this chick is handling it terribly. Yeah, like the whole point is like you find a guy that treats you right, mm-hmm. loves you, loves you to the point where he's taken by her to have sex with you. Yeah. What are you? What are you doing? Yeah. You, literally, you could have just solved the issue by starting to take care, like, give a shit again, and take care of yourself. Yeah. And I'm I'm gonna go ahead and assume that all the comments are people saying like he's a douchebag. Half of them were essentially roasting her, and the other half were social justice warriors coming, saying, Yas, queen, you're correct. Do no, you. And yeah. she's essentially saying, thank you, girls, for trusting me. It's like, you're, you're, you're a bitch. Yeah. Honestly, you're— No, this guy, this guy dodged a bullet. Yeah. Like, it's—she should have read that, mm-hmm. seeing that he, he actually loves her. Like, yeah. he's saying—he's not behind her back, like— Oh, she gained weight. She's gross. Like I fucking hate her now. It's like no. He's saying I love her. It's just, she's, and I think I think the health thing is total bullshit. I you think never just, know. It, it could be like yeah. a mental thing, but the way that he has to be perfect. Yeah. And he doesn't expect her to be perfect, but she's like a fat slob now. Yeah. So it's like, well, what the fuck? Well, I mean, that's the thing too. It's like if you're this Greek god, and there are attractive girls at the gym checking you out, mm-hmm. and then like the girl that you you like. You're still committed it's, to this. This is girl. on her. This yeah. is her fault. She should have just taken that as motivation to lose the weight because she has a good guy, and now she's gonna be. She's gonna fuck up. She's gonna fuck up this relationship. Yeah. And probably get bigger now. <laughs> now instead of just losing the weight, being with the guy who loved you even when you gained the weight, didn't mm-hmm. break up with you. Yeah. Still loved you, just wasn't attracted because of the weight gain. Now it's like now you're gonna enter the dating world. At your weight now. Yeah. And you're probably not going to lose it because if you, the, the the time to lose it was right then and there. That should have been a wake up call for, hey, I, I let myself, and you know, whatever, COVID did that to a lot of people and that's perfectly yeah. fine, but <clears throat> things have calmed down now and you are an adult and you should be able to take care of yourself. Yeah. But <clears throat> I mean, even with the COVID thing, I get that, but it's like he found a way. True. To, I'm again, just playing yeah, devil's advocate. Yeah, like yeah. that has happened to certain people, but guess what? You're not in quarantine 24-7 anymore. Go to the fucking gym. Even though it did sound like they had a gym at home, so why didn't yeah. you use that? No, and then it's like, Whatever. okay, if you're not working out, then don't eat as much. And it's not like he – it didn't sound like he had – there doesn't have the same expectations to you to be as serious about him as he is, but at least to care enough about yourself to not be overweight. 
Yeah. And to, you know, he's keeping himself attractive for you. You should show him the same decency. And when he's still very respectful and loving towards you, but clearly there's a problem in the bedroom because there is a appearance change. Well, uh, well I'm not going to get too into it, but in my opinion, at least that kind of experience, there's an emotional attraction and a physical attraction. And I feel yeah. at least for me, both have to be met. And I feel like you could love someone as as much as you can, but if you're not attracted to them because they let themselves go, then that's going to be a problem and something yeah. has to be fixed. And instead of being productive and using that as a wake-up call, you just fucking crash and burn and ruin everything. Yeah, and the same thing applies for, like, if we flip it. Well, it, like, in general. Like, they're, like guys that have been married for, like, 20 years. And let themselves like, go. My wife doesn't have sex with me anymore. It's like, yeah, Stop eating Twinkies, you, dude. You let yourself go. Yeah. It's like, why would you f- fuck you? You're Disgusting. pounds overweight. Exactly. You don't work out. It's like, if you guys met that way, that's fine. But yeah. obviously they met when they were both in shape. Well, they've been together for nine years. Yeah. So oh, it's okay. like, there's been yeah. a long history of certain expectations and all of a sudden, yeah. just let yourself go. And yeah, she handled it poorly. The correct response is, loses the weight. This guy loves me. Like, he's treating her respectfully. Yeah. It's not like he started being rude to her. The only yeah. difference is he's having issues because clearly there's an appearance issue. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's that's on her. That's betrayal on her part, not not him. Yeah. Because she's not... He's taking care of herself, himself, but she's yeah. not. And it's like, no. It's like, the guy's obviously into fitness obviously into looking good but you guys have a business together about fitness so your yeah. world already revolves around that like, so why do you why? know how how dumb that is to throw all that away you got this guy who loves you you because guys have a hurt. business together and she's she she says she's upset because of the betrayal that he's lying to her about not being attracted to her but mm-hmm. the real betrayal is that he doesn't find her attractive and that yeah. hurt her feelings and that's fine but yeah. you you know, sometimes you got to take criticism and build off of it. Yeah. Instead of... Just attacking people yeah. for Because giving... she's, she's, she's basically, like, you went from having this great guy in shape, started a business with you, loves you, respects you. You threw that away. Now for you're what? going into the dating field at 189. Yeah. The prospects are not going to be the you, same. They're not in your favor anymore. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to get a guy like that now. A 189. So you, you traded in your brand new car. You got a used car. Well, especially so, yeah, if that's how you're going to handle it. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, if she was planning on losing the weight, she should have did it when she had this guy that loves her. Exactly. I don't think she, I don't think she plans on losing the weight. So. Well, clearly, otherwise she would have done it. Yeah. The time to do it is when you have this guy that loves you and, you know. Yeah. This is going to be one of these. And has a business with you. Exactly. Like, there's going to be another one of these situations where it's like, I'm beautiful for me, even though I'm killing myself. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. Well, let's not get into the, that it's, bag of worms, but yeah. So you fucked and it's, up. You see that too. Like, like overweight girls, they're, they're mad. They like fit guys don't want to date them. And it's like, and why, vice why versa you, too. Yeah. If you don't, I don't see it mo- mostly from like fat guys going like, why aren't hot girls with no shit. Double D's and fit. It's like, yeah. Fucking me. It's yeah. like, do you see the guys they're fucking? Yeah. Look like that, and they'll fuck you. Yeah. Or at least not what you're doing currently. Yeah. Clearly, it's not working. Yeah. And it's like, I think there's a mindset, too, with being in shape and not letting yourself go, like, in terms of, what's it called? Like, 
wow. self-respect or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you used to respect your body, you don't anymore, so. Why should yeah. I be attracted to your lack of self-respect? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah, anyway. No, she, she fucked up. She's, she's in for, I, she's in for a, 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 roof, a rough road. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like she wants to lose her weight because yeah. she would have. Yeah. And her prospects are going to drop because those aren't the guys that are going to be hitting on you when. Yeah, I'll find that every day. Yeah. I mean, if he's not attracted to you physically it, while being in love with you. You expect a stranger to, or when you hit the dating world? Yeah. So good luck. Yeah, that guy got lucky. Yeah. Because that's a shitty way to handle it. That's the thing. That's today not, is they got lucky. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's lucky as fuck. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Another one in the books. Another one. Let's that was go. episode seven of the New Party Podcast. Remember, uh, if you guys are liking what we're <clears> doing, especially what we're doing right now, and you have any crazy stories it doesn't have to be any specific theme or any questions advice roast opinions any requests you have whatever it may be that's a new party podcast at gmail.com again that's new party podcast at gmail.com but uh yeah thanks you guys uh, thank you guys again for listening and we'll catch you next time yeah i'll see you next episode see ya bye